This is Nicole Yates, and welcome to another episode of the Did You Eat Podcast. Today we have a comedian and podcaster, Rivers Langley. Now, I had recorded this right before the lockdown, so there's not a lot of lockdown and quarantine uh, chat. It's a great sit-down with Rivers. Uh, Rivers is from the South, specifically Alabama, and he's got a great outlook on food and comedy and lots of stuff. So I think you're really going to enjoy this. Now, this podcast and all of our podcasts are sponsored by Ha Ha Hot Sauce. That's H-A-H-A hotsauce.com. Pick a bottle up today. It is amazing on everything. Made by the legendary Carolina Reaper Pepper. It's pretty fantastic. And also, I thought I'd do a new thing today where uh, I talk about a podcast that I enjoy. A uh, longtime contributor and friend of the podcast, Anna Valenzuela, and friend Dave Yates, also of the podcast, who also runs Ha Ha Hot Sauce, has a great podcast called 12 Questions. 12 Questions is a sobriety type 12-step podcast where they sit down with somebody who, for whatever reason, uh, is sober, and they talk about the 12 steps. And I know and I know that sounds a little odd, but it's a really great podcast. They sit down with lots of great people, and you really should check it out. It's great. And that's uh, 12 Questions, and you can find that everywhere that you find your podcasts. Uh, if you could please rate and review this show or tell a friend our listenership is okay, but, you know, you never know who, who might be in to listen. So, tell a friend. Anyway, get ready for Rivers Langley. Here he comes right now. So, uh, hey, I'm here with uh, Rivers Langley here. Hello, that's me. Hello, and welcome to Did You Eat? <laughs> the answer is no, not so, yet. Soon, though. Soon. Soon. Yes. Soon. Always soon. Uh, so uh, we're here in your studio here. You're gracious D- enough. Disgrace to land. Here. Disgrace land here. Disgrace land studio. Hanging out. Well, you made the bed, so that's nice. Oh, I always do. You know, <laughs> got to. Very tidy. Your mom would be so proud. Yeah, yeah. No, actually having a podcast that records in this, uh, you know, actually many podcasts that record in this uh, in this space has made me uh, less of a garbage monster in terms of uh, keeping, you know, keeping my space clean and stuff like that. So, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It's it's served its served its function in making me act like an adult in some way. If I if you know, you know, if you know you got company coming, then you have to like sort of keep your uh you know uh den look yeah. <laughs> looking uh, uh somewhat uh reasonable yeah someone reasonable yeah which would explain why my room's such a mess <laughs> but uh where do you normally record this podcast uh anywhere i want i just have a task and recorder and I oh perfect take it anywhere i want nice so, okay and I, I usually like to go to people because it i feel bad making people come to me uh-huh um jimmy calloway came to me and i think that was it everybody else i would just go to their apartment or well when Anna did it we we lived together so right that was easy (laughs) yeah um and yeah everybody else I just go to them and uh like I even went to Katz's Deli in New York oh I I went there for the first time uh back in uh April or was it May something like that yeah either end April beginning of May uh religious experience right yeah yeah it was great uh yeah I didn't uh I didn't scream uh orgasmically like uh Meg Ryan but it was pretty close it was close uh you got the you got the pastrami yeah I got the pastrami sandwich yeah although here's the thing with Gats Deli Mm. I all right like my dad's from New York and Mm -hmm. I I he told me that apparently I'd been there once before uh like as a a young kid Mm -hmm. that I don't remember but my dad, obviously, you know, he grew up in Staten Island, and anytime uh-huh. he'd go in the city, that was like a big place he would go. Yeah. But man, when you walk in there, it is not obvious what the system is. 
because there's all these empty chairs and so you sit down to like if you you know you like come in and you're like oh i kind of want to eat here and then you sit down and some guy will come over and scream at you it's like no you order first and then you sit and you're like sorry i don't know i just fell off the turnip truck oh. i don't know you know right but their system of ordering is is very and there's a lot of that kind of shit in new york where it's like yeah. we've been doing it this way since 1908 <laughs> we're not changing for your dumb ass you know yeah yeah definitely <laughs> but definitely. you have to just on the fly figure out what what's happening that that's weird because usually there's there's a big giant dude standing at the like bouncer type guy standing at the doors and they'll they'll say like order first yeah well so i came in i think i came in like behind like a big group and i just Uh, was like playing with my phone or something i just didn't hear it like later i heard him saying that to people i was like oh where where the fuck was that guy right right yeah yeah but yeah i i I was very it was very intimidating everything about new york is very intimidating where you're just like i don't just want i just don't want to be yelled at for not knowing the thing yeah new york (laughs) is there i don't like being from Philly, New York annoys the shit out of me. Sure, because they just have this attitude, like the world revolves around them, and maybe it did at some point, but not so much anymore. Uh-huh. And uh, get over yourself, and like, why are you so proud of the fact that you like let yourself like? How can I put this? People who live in New York are so proud that they survived it. And I'm like, uh, you know, you don't have to stay here. There's a whole oh, rest yeah. of the country that you can live Whoever in. Whoever said if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That person should be shot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was a terrible thing to have told people to challenge them. Oh, yeah. And then it makes other people just, you know, yeah, we're dicks. That's our thing. Yeah. And you're just like, you don't have to be, though. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I, it annoys the shit out of me. And that's why, like, I, that's why I love Philly so much, because our attitude is like, we're fine until it's time to not be fine. Right. Until <laughs> it's time to throw batteries at Santa Claus. Listen. <laughs> I know Santa he was a Claus shitty got, Santa. Santa Claus got snowballs. JD Drew got batteries. Oh, okay, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, and also, too, that was like fifty years ago. Yeah, yeah, so, you yeah. Know, and uh, and and I really feel that's like almost like that's like lazy journalism when when anything happens in Philly and then like all the sports writers just go right to that. And yeah. I'm like, it was 50 years ago. Yeah. We've done other things since nah. then. <laughs> yeah. My, my, uh, my interest in, in most sports except for college football and, uh, professional wrestling. So I have like one and a half sports that I follow, <laughs> right. uh, and with the wrestling being the whole sport and sure. football being, you know, mostly bullshit. Right. Um, uh, it's fake. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so mo- most of my references for sports things are just like insane disasters and just like sure. things that went down like out kind of, you know, peripheral to the game. Uh-huh. So, yeah, the the whole, uh, you know, Philly uh, just sports phenomenon has always been very interesting to me just because there's it's not just limited to the Santa. It's, you know, there's yeah. there's a whole long list of, uh, of crazy whole, things. There's a whole long list of things, but you also have to keep in mind that like fucked up things happen in other cities as well. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, do absolutely. You, do you know that the reason you cannot get a glass bottle of beer in a stadium is because uh, Cleveland Browns fans shower Tim Couch with beer bottles? Yeah. Uh- <laughs> And after that happened, the commissioner was like, no more glass. Yeah. You know, somebody always dies in the parking lot of a Raiders game every year. Uh, like, yeah, like do- Dodgers happens. and Giants play each other and people yeah. get knifed in the parking lot right, and stuff. Right, right. Have, have you been to a game at the Staples Center? No. So when you go to the Staples Center, they uh, if you get a, a bottle of water, uh-huh. uh, they do not let you keep the, the bottle cap. cap. Yeah, because yeah. they don't want you throwing it down on the damn court. I learned about that. Um, I... For like a hot minute, I worked in this at this um, this venue in Philly called the Trocadero, uh-huh. which is a really cool place. Uh, it just closed, but it it originally it was a vaudeville theater, uh-huh. and then it was uh, a burlesque uh, place, and then it was a kung fu movie theater, and then mm. it was a music venue. 
And wow. So when it was a music venue, uh, I worked there for a little bit. And, and all three were owned by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> right? Uh. <laughs> um, I remember the first time I told my grandpa I was going there. I'm like, I'm going to go see some bands. He's like, where at? And I'm like, the Trocadero. And he was like, looking at me kind of funny. And I'm like, what? He's like, isn't that a burlesque call? And I'm Didn't like, that used to be a hoochie coochie bar? <laughs> I'm like, maybe you saw titties there, Pop. But yeah, not yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when it, so they were training me. I was, I was What did you go sessions. see there? What, what were the bands? Oh, uh, I saw a Sunny Day Real Estate reunion. Oh shit! Okay. Um, I've seen, I've seen everybody. I've seen so many bands there. Like I'm like blanking, but like yeah, I, I worked on a festival there. Like just the sound is just beautiful. Everything about that place is fucking great. Yeah. And uh, but there's so many venues now in Philly that they were really kind of feeling it, and they they just closed. Oh wow! And okay. it, it really breaks my heart because that place was just it. It was magic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just I just recently went to Philly really for the first time. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It was uh, I, so I did a bunch of shows in uh, like central Pennsylvania. Like, oh. no, they were the shit. I'm recording my album there. Like, <laughs> I, I I was kind of planning on doing it this spring, and uh, and I don't have enough money to do it yet. But hopefully by the fall, I'll have my shit together, and I'm planning on doing my record in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Lewisburg, because uh, it was just the best. Like some of the best shows I've ever had. Okay. And also the fact that no, there is no, as far as I know, there's no Stephen King of Central Pennsylvania is insane because it's so creepy. Yes. There's, it, it's got, and I'm from the South. I'm from Alabama. We did, know creepy woods. That is some creepy fucking woods. Did you go to the hot, the, the highway that does, that goes nowhere? Uh, it's around Centralia. Oh, I went to Centralia. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. that, and that highway that just kind of stops and it's just full of graffiti. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Centralia was really creepy, and that that one wasn't even you know that that one was more. It felt more post-apocalyptic than yeah. than supernatural. That was more of a you know uh, more Mad Max uh, vibes than uh, Shining vibes, but uh-huh. uh, it was because literally, in, if you go to Centralia. For, if you're listening and don't know, it's, it's there's fire. a there's a fire <laughs> underneath the anthracite coal mine caught on fire in the 60s and it's still burning and they estimate it'll probably burn for another 150 200 years. That's optimistically. Yes. Uh, but there's no one left in the town. There's there's like three houses and there's just three people just being like, well, I ain't leaving yeah. and that and that's it. But the entire place when I was there, there were about mm, 25 to 30 people on uh, uh, dirt bikes. Mm-hmm. so just like and literally like that mad max road warrior type of thing of like this is literally what you know the post-apocalypse looks like after industrial capitalism has ravaged a town and then there's just children on yeah. dirt bikes like these fucking you know i'm like where's the nitro tank you know where's the guy with the guitar standing on top of the, the flame throwing tank uh, yes but it, it was gnarly and uh but yeah we i did a show in uh, lewisburg i did a show in um Oh God! What's the one with the baseball Hall of Fame? Williamsport uh, did one in uh, North. That's, that's Little League World Series. Oh, the yeah, same difference, you know. <laughs> like I said, with the sports, uh, the funniest thing about that was, you know, it's where they have the Little League uh, headquarters, mm-hmm. and they have statues of children playing baseball on the streets. Right. And there was one kid. Uh, one of the statues is a kid, you know, kneeling down with the catcher's mitt to catch the ball. <laughs> and I was standing outside the venue and I watched a guy rack his balls right on that kid's head. Like, cause he was, <laughs> he was not paying attention to what he was doing. And he just ran right into this little tiny gold statue. Cause there are statues of kids. So they're tiny. They're right at nut level. And he just bashed his fucking balls right into oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, we did a show in uh, Northumberland, uh, which was great. Oh, man, you're like way up there. Yeah, no, those were, those were all awesome. Uh, my friend and we did one in Wilkes-Barre, um, that was that, that was more of a normal town. I'm like, oh, a, a city, okay. Um, but then finally, yeah, went to uh, went to Philly, and uh, the main the, one of the main things because 
my favorite band of all time is from just outside Philly, which is Ween. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're Hope. from New Hope. Yeah. And I, from, you know, live, loving that band and listening to all of their stuff sure. for, you know, going on 20 years now, uh, I just assumed New Hope was terrible. No. Because the way they talk about it. No. But then... <laughs> I, what I didn't consider is the is the Springsteen effect where, you know, Springsteen, b- baby, we were born to run. We got to get out of this town. And then he never left Jersey. <laughs> Ween's the same way. They never actually left New Hope. And I got there. I was like, oh, this is just like kind of a fun, like seemingly gay enclave. It was very gay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, what? I, and it was just so nice, you know. Well, here's the thing about that. I think that like when you're young wherever you are is sucks yeah of course you just want to get the fuck away from there you've you've spent 15 years in the same place and you're like i need to see other things yeah and it could be the 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 most awesome place in the world i mean uh i went with anna uh back to where she's from which is like central coast Uh california yeah yeah uh, san luis obispo yeah slo yeah fucking beautiful oh yeah beautiful amazing like the coast i was just like my god why would you leave here and then i thought about it and i was like i understand why you would leave here because there's nothing else it's like it smells like broccoli because that's what they do. They grow broccoli. <laughs> like, and I can just imagine like as a kid, you just want to drink yourself into oblivion because there's nothing to do. But as yeah. an adult, I'm like, oh, this seems nice. It's so <laughs> idyllic. I was like, God, I bet it's fucking pricey to live here. It like, is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. New Hope is expensive. It, yeah. It looked like, uh, you know, obviously it's not the same state, but it looked like what I would imagine Sleepy Hollow yeah. would have been. Like I was like, Definitely. oh, there's a bridge over the river where the Headless Horseman would chase you. Around like, Halloween, New Hope is a really cool place. I bet. So, yeah. So yeah, um, and then John Peters is there. Did you do a show with John Peters? Uh, no, no, I did. Is he, uh, he in New Hope? That's a a venue in New Hope. Yeah, it's a bar. That oh, I, 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 yeah. Well, they uh uh um I know Dean Dean Ween. I'm a, such a fucking nerd about this band <laughs> that he does like a weekly like kind of jam session there, mm-hmm. uh, which I just missed, so oh. I, I wasn't able to go see it. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to see Ween in uh, Vegas in uh in March. Oh, cool. Because they're yeah, yeah they're doing a little tour. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, they were they broke up and they broke up right when I moved to L.A. It was kind of like this <laughs> weird like break with my child in a way where i was like all right i'm moving to los angeles and then like on the way out here like they announced like oh yeah we're done and i was like ah shit and then they of course you know the maybe the best and worst thing about the music industry right now Mm. is that no one no band can afford to stay broken up yeah (laughs) because it's like dude if you've got hits on spotify you got fans out there let's let's put our shit aside yeah like it's amazing to me. Uh, like I, you know, Neutral Milk Hotel reunited after the the Jeff Mangum went insane and like disappeared into the woods in Belgium. Yeah, and now and then they came back because that you know. So yeah, if that can craziness. happen, I mean, you know, the fact that uh, Roger Waters and David Gilmore still haven't put their shit aside to run Floyd one more time is pretty impressive. Although those guys are in a bit of a different situation financially than say a Ween or a, a Neutral true. Milk Hotel. That's true. Yeah, all the a lot of the bands that I, I mean, I'm a huge. Uh, Faith No More fan. Oh sure. Well, uh, fuck Bungle. Uh, Mr. Bungle's playing at the Fonda tonight. Uh, they oh really? Or they played. Yeah, Mr. Bungle played oh. their first like shows in whatever since like 2001. Oh. Uh, they're doing three nights. I think the two night. Uh, there's one more night left at the Fonda uh, really? tonight. Yeah. So. Mm. Uh, well, when they when they announced that they were getting back together, they were only going to do like six shows. Yeah. Did, and like five of them were in San Francisco. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it's like Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. They're playing, the, you know, Coachella, and then uh, it's like I'm gonna have to go to Phoenix, I guess, to see this. Well, what was great about the Faith No More thing was yeah no there were four San Francisco shows they did one show in Philly and I think they did two shows in New York so I got tickets for the like there was there it was not an acceptable thing that I was not going to get tickets for this thing yeah like me my friend Steve my friend Pat like we got tickets yeah you know and uh they were so freaked out 
how much the crowd was into the show. It oh, was hilarious. Oh, they'd never been to a show where the crowd liked it? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, because when, when people in Philly like something, they like it. Yeah, and, yeah. And, like, it's, uh, they played at the Man, which is, like, an open amphitheater place. Right. And, like, just people were just insane singing yeah, along yeah. and just, like, Mike just kept stopping and he's like, damn, Philly. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. It's like, all right, but, you know, low key, what did you expect, Mike Patton? Come on. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, no. I mean, I've seen I've seen all kinds of crazy crazy shows over the years. Uh, are you are you an Allison Chains fan at all? Uh, I, I mean, I'm not. I, you know, I, I'm I'm as much of a fan as anybody who was uh, or, you know, uh, five years old in 1993 or whatever. Oh God, I'm yeah. so old. So <laughs> I'm not like uh, I'm not like a a deep deep fan. I guess I wasn't five. I guess I was seven and. Yeah, seven. Okay, so I graduated high school in '93. Oh so. shit! Okay, yeah, right on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. Uh, as far as my my grunge, my grunge knowledge is is pretty much limited to basically Nirvana and then the hits of everybody else. And, oh, you know, oh, super should... un, super unknown by Soundgarden. Oh, I got that record. You know, the best Soundgarden album is actually Louder Than Love. Okay, when did that one come out? Uh, that that was their first album. Oh, that's their first one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I. Uh, Weirdly, my my dad, uh, my mom is uh, her music musical taste is. Uh, my mom saw uh, Jimi Hendrix live, nice at the Atlanta Pop Festival in 1969. Oh shit! Okay, she saw Jimmy, she saw Janice, and her review of both shows were it was too loud. <laughs> she was fucking like 19 at the time too, and she was like they were very loud. You know, so so oh, that's that's her takeaway. It was loud. <laughs> that's her takeaway. It was Jimi Hendrix was too damn loud. Uh, but uh, he, she so her musical tastes are literally like she uh, she had she fucked with Pure Moods. If you remember that uh, that CD that they used to advertise on TV, it was like Pure Moods, and it was like the best of New Age music. Oh God! So they would have like that. Uh, oh yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, that song, oh, and then like Amadeus oh. and Moby. Oh, I get it. I get it, I get that it, kind yeah. of shit but she's not even into that she just thought the commercial like she liked the tune so she got that <laughs> she will buy uh she watches american idol and she will buy usually not the winner because she always has like a problem with whoever wins the <laughs> right. show she'll buy the like the sanjaya or like the david archuleta like the guys and girls who come in like right, right, fourth right, or fifth right, where right. she's just like you know what i just like them He's just got such a good smile. Oh, your mom's so sweet. Yeah, but the point is, not a deep music head. My dad, on the other hand, uh-huh. that's where I get it, right? My dad is like, I mean, half these records that you see behind you were my dad's records because uh-huh. he had uh, five brothers and sisters, oh. and uh, they all, as soon as they left uh, home, they basically all just left their records <gasps> there. And then my grandparents, uh, uh, my grandma passed away, and then my granddad died a few years later, and for the estate sale, uh that they were having like i hit up all my aunts and uncles and i was like hey uh do y'all want these records you know and and they all had about three or four years between them so i got my uncle steve who's like an elvis head my uncle jim who's like really into like folk bands like the new christy minstrels and and the kingston trio and shit like that the kingston trio but then all the way down to my aunt laura who you know graduated high school in the 80s and she's into like she's all duran duran craft work she had craft work (laughs) albums and shit and the police and so like i got this i got just got this amazing head start on a on a record collection from all of them um but point is my dad his his musical taste what you would imagine he's he just turned 61 so he's got uh you know skinner and the beatles and pink floyd and you know all the stuff you'd imagine a 61 Uh year old Uh you know man to like 
But then also there's this weird time jump where he also likes early U2, R.E.M., and then a little slight time jumped and really into Pearl Jam uh, and uh, Soundgarden and Nirvana. Okay. Um, but yeah, Alice in Chains, for whatever reason, that was that was one of those bands that uh, I never quite, you know, I'm aware of them. Yeah. I know some of their songs, but I, right. I, I'm not a deep, uh, uh, deep head, uh, Alice in Chains head by I, any means. Well, I got into them. Uh, their first album, Facelift, uh, had barely come out. And uh, my friend Mark's brother, Michael, who actually listens to this podcast. So, oh, hey, Michael. shout out, Michael. <laughs> um, he uh, he left the cassette in Mark's van. He had this green van. And uh, so we were just driving around in the van and Mark just put it in. And I'm like, what is this? This is great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then they were playing at the truck. Uh, the truck used to do these Sunday night all ages shows. I, I was still in high school. So it was a Sunday night all ages shows. It was like three bands. Yeah. And then the, the guy who did like the, the rock show on the radio would come and like host it. Okay. So, uh, Ray Coob. And, um, Coob? Coob. Yeah. Ray Coob. <laughs> K-O-O-B? Yeah. And he oh, was okay. always super, super drunk. That was always the joke to see like if he was going <laughs> to actually fall off the stage that uh, week. So, was he a morning DJ? or No, a... he did like the nighttime. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So any other show rockers where they would play like like heavier stuff. So, oh, nice. Um, so Allison Chains, they were on that show. So oh, wow. I, I saw them, and that was before before they got big, like before Man in a Box like broke. Yeah. So I was like three feet from the stage, and I got to see them. So I saw them there. Oh, I shit. saw them open for Van Halen on the OU812 tour. Oh wow! And that was weird <laughs> because that that crowd was not there to see them or interested in them in any way. They were there for Hagar. <laughs> they were there for the Hagar, Van Hagar. And then I saw them the first year that Lollapalooza came to Philly. They, oh, sure. They knocked down um, uh, JFK Stadium, which is this huge, huge old stadium that they had. Yeah. And then they just threw black tarps down, and they decided to have a festival in like 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 187 degree heat <laughs> I was gonna say that sounds awful it was pretty bad it was pretty bad I I, I got so high uh, my whole field of vision turned blue and then I had to sit down like I don't I still don't know what on that the meant. black tarps which are probably hot yeah then I told them I hit my head so they gave me like a bag of ice oh <laughs> uh, good <laughs> so I saw them uh, rage was supposed to play uh, but instead, they did their protest thing where they just play feedback with like tape over their mouths. Oh, did they get naked for that? Yeah, they got naked for that. Oh, and, hell uh, yeah. And then I got to see Primus. Primus played that. Hey, too. that's yeah. my shit. Yeah, they were awesome. Oh, man, I love Primus. That, that, those Lollapaloozas, any, anybody I ever talked to that talks about seeing them, they're just like, yeah, you know, we saw Primus and then we saw, uh, uh, you know, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and then it was yeah. NWA. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a very what? weird mix of people. We're headed back there. That's that's my I mean, it's already kind of started with like they as far as like lineups and stuff where mm -hmm. they just have these, uh, you know, 90s nostalgia concerts oh, where yeah. it's like, oh, it's got these bands that, you know, and I've talked about this on our, our podcast a lot, which is the uh, how time sort of flattens out everything mm -hmm. and like things that you used to maybe have a strong opinion about you can go back and revisit the media you know i'm talking about like pop culture and media sure. and stuff like that you go back and visit them now and everything is just sort of you know except for the things that you were super into everything just sort of feels the same so my my example is i always say like right now to most people especially kids of a certain age there is barely a difference between corn and britney spears Though, even though in the in the late '90s, people who loved Corn would be like, "Dude, fuck all this pop bullshit," blah blah blah, and people who were super into Britney Spears were like, "Yeah, I don't really like this." 
But now we've got 20 years of distance between any of those strong emotions. So if you just hear, if you're in a bar and you're my age and you hear Freak on a Leash or Baby One More Time, <laughs> those things are going to elicit the same thing, which is like, oh, junior high school. Oh, boy. You know, so it, it's like it's it's totally like this, this like slowly flattening. So I think what we're going to start seeing is and I would actually this is there's probably some money to be made doing this. Because I know they still do Lollapalooza, but they do it as a stationary festival in oh, yeah, Chicago. Chicago. Okay. If they wanted to bring back the Lollapalooza tour and have the exact same lineups that they did in 92, 93, oh. those would do gangbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, yeah. And at this point, they'd be so much more chill because yeah. everyone's in their 30s and 40s that let, was into that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would kill to go see like, you know, the, the, whatever, like... Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Ice Cube at 98 degrees. You know, that sounds that sounds dope. What like dude, why, why am, not? I am so not a Chili Peppers fan. No, no. I you know what? Uh, Freaky Style is a great album. Mother's Milk's a great album, and that's where it stops for me. Ooh. That's where it stops. All the rest of it, I I can't. I can't. I uh, I ended up uh, getting a chance. I, I saw them at the Staples Center, and I'm uh-huh. I now have to go see them again because they got uh. uh John Frusciante yeah, got himself a D-I-V-O-R-C-E, and he's got to pay some some alimony, yeah. so he's back in the band. Uh, but I saw him with uh, that uh, the other guy. Um, I believe his name is Cliff. And that dude don't play slide guitar. And I'm like, that's... What? And you don't realize how integral that is to their sound. And I, I, mean, I like the Chili Peppers, but... He doesn't ever play with a slide, and for Shante's whole thing is just yeah. you know playing that beautiful I'm, slide guitar. Yeah, I mean, they're great musicians. I'll give them that. But yeah. like, I just don't... I just don't like them. Do you do you know the band Modest Mouse? Yeah. Do you want to hear my my theory? Modest Mouse is hipster Chili Peppers. Uh yeah yeah. Because um, I, he I, has two yeah. ways that he sings. He's got the I gotta see, gotta know right now, like that kind of uh-huh, like the uh-huh. that would be his under the bridge downtown. But then he also does the I back my cut into a cop car, <laughs> which is totally his set you up to get on top. Have you ever listened to their <laughs> early stuff where he just basically yells? Oh, uh, Modest Mouse? Yeah. Yeah, I... I, uh, My old roommate was really into that. Oh, every roommate I've ever had, seemingly, was really into Modest Mouse. Really? Before, yeah, before the... Before the... Um, float on song came out like when nobody knew who they were yeah they were just like a oh, screamo yeah. kind of band and yeah. she would play them all the time it got to the point where like i kind of wanted to go in a room and like take, <laughs> take the cd and like just flush it down the toilet my my uh you know my friends had a very strange music taste because they were all into like really heavily into fish really heavily into the grateful dead like you know very jam band type uh-huh. people string cheese all that shit uh-huh. but then also every one of them listen to moon in antarctica over and over and over <laughs> like crazy people they were all super into modest mouse too that's so funny so that's and then so also like randomly into we were, we loved uh we were really into nas and outcast uh too oh, on right, top right. of that so i mean outcast is great you just you know come on uh, yeah that's yeah. that's that's music for people that's 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 uh <laughs> are you a person you're probably gonna like this yeah yeah definitely yeah. definitely yeah it's 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 yeah that's just yeah, you can't you can't deny that. Yeah, but yeah. So I, uh, you know, long, long story short, uh, went to went to Philly, and then of course uh, did the did the Mütter Museum. Oh yeah, the Mütter uh, Museum. Yeah, went yeah. and then did my pilgrimage out to New Hope just to just to see where uh, my favorite band came from. And then uh, last but not least, and you can tell me if I did this correctly, I went to Jim's for the cheesesteak situation. Okay, so uh, okay, well I I don't care for Jim's. Um, but that's that's there are three touristy places to go for cheesesteaks. 
uh, Pats, Pats and Gino's. Gino's. Uh, Pats is garbage. Gino's is garbage. Except one is flat steak and the other one is chopped, but they're both garbage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one of them is very anti-immigrant, <laughs> right? Yeah, well, you know, Gino's, uh, that was the dad. The uh, dad okay. was like that. Uh that he has since died okay. and, the, and the son runs it and he's he's not really into that okay no, he's actually Good. he's actually very gay and like very into like whatever okay um, all right cool but uh so th- those are like the two places that like if you're from philly you only go there if it's after 2 a.m and you're very fucked up okay um and then there's gyms um with, on, on south street yeah um i i feel like their steaks are watery Kind yeah, of, I don't. I don't really that, care for that. That was mine. I hit up uh, my friend Adam Murray, who's mm-hmm. from Philly, uh-huh. and because I wanted the you know wanted, yeah. the, wanted the real shit, and I was uh-huh. like, all right, Pats or Gino's. He was like, neither. Gyms. I was like, okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Most people, if they don't like Pats or Gino's, they'll take you to Gyms. If uh, it, it's a shame that you went to Gyms because if you would have went across the street, uh-huh. a half a block up across from the TLA, um, there's a place called Ishkabibbles. <laughs> yeah. I would not have found an Ishka Bibbles. It, it is it is right across the street from the t- you it has a big sign, you can't miss it. Um it's a small place and uh their cheesesteaks are the fucking bomb. And they have these things they they have uh, uh Spanish fries, which are great. It's like what French is... fries with cheese and then like grilled onions and peppers. Oh shit. And okay. then they have this drink called a gremlin, which is like a grape kind of drink. Okay. It's it's real good. Um that's my favorite cheesesteak in that area. Okay. Uh Tony Luke's uh, and South Philly has an amazing cheesesteak. And I'm actually friends with Tony. Hey, Tony. <laughs> Shout out to Tony. Tony. Um, Hook me up next time I'm there. Right. Uh, and uh, the secret special sandwich in Philly is actually the roast pork uh, sandwich. It's a roast pork with uh, like a sharp provolone and broccoli rob. Isn't isn't there a place called like something something's roast pork? Or... Yeah, John's Roast Pork. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. So I, I, are you in Show Me Your Sandwich? Are you in that uh, Facebook group? No. Oh, God. Okay. I've, I've talked about this, I feel like, on every goddamn podcast I ever go on. Uh, no, can you add me? I'm going to add you right what now. What the fuck? So there's a, uh, there's a Facebook group called Show Me Your Sandwich, uh-huh. uh, and it is literally just... Pictures of sandwiches? Pictures of sandwiches that people have either made or ordered. Oh, my God. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm going to add you right now. Um, but, yeah, I, fa- I saw a, a reference to that uh, that place, and I was like, ooh, what is what is yeah, this? Now, so. Yeah, now, Tony Tony Luke's has a really good uh, roast pork sandwich, and also uh, Denix in the Reading Terminal Market. Like, Ooh, okay. Uh, yeah, and, and it's weird because they're known for their pork sandwich, but their cheesesteak is not to be slept on. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. taking. We're, I'm going on a little tour thing with Anna and Stuart, and uh, we're going to Philly, and I can't wait to just like fill them full of like Philly <laughs> food. Yeah, because I'm always yeah. running my mouth about these sandwiches. I'm like, you gotta eat this. Yeah, eat it. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Jim's quite yeah. a bit. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I but, mean, it's not a terrible sandwich. It's just I just prefer. Yeah. You know. we, we've got the the. I think this place. It's definitely a chain. Uh, but I, I don't know how widespread it is, but where I'm from, we have oh. a, a place called Philly Connection. Okay. And uh, they actually make it, I mean, you know, I, again, I'm not from there, so I, I'm I'm only coming from a place of just, this is what I think tastes sure. good. I'm not going to like lean over the but, table and punch you if you said you but, liked it. <laughs> but uh, the, the guy who owns it, it was one of those things like they, they opened up. And then around probably 2002-ish. Uh-huh. And then uh, slowly, I guess they, I guess the guy did like an interview in the paper or something. It turns out the guy who owned the Philly Connection had worked in uh, the North Tower of the World Trade Center. And uh, he went to work that day and got out and was like, fuck New York. I'm moving to, uh, and then threw a dart at a map and was like, Alabama. Wow. <laughs> and, and started the, the Philly cheese. Day. So he, uh, but yeah, he would always do, uh, you know, like 
big you know free Philly cheesesteaks for firefighters and oh, stuff like awesome. that yeah Very so cool. but uh yeah he was he was a real cool guy I think it's still there so I, I assume it's still the same guy running mm-hmm. it but uh yeah that was uh that was my 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 Philly experience as far as cheesesteaks go prior did, to did going you, to the did real you thing eat anything else while you were there uh, while I was in Philly, uh, no, not not really. I was only there for just like a very brief, mm-hmm. very brief stay. I have a um, I have a cousin who lives there, so I've got uh, I've got I've got to go back. Uh, where do you know? Uh, he goes to uh, uh, Villanova. Okay. Uh, so some I assume somewhere in that uh, somewhere okay. in that well, area. Yeah, the suburbs there. Yeah. Shout out to Jake. What's up? Uh, out on the main line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I got to go back for sure. But that was uh, yeah. that was my. I was like, I got one night here. That's my main thing. Yeah, I'm gonna Philly. try to get. Philly is a Philly's a great town. It gets a lot of shit. Oh know? sure, it's like, it seemed really really nice, and I loved yeah. the you know the Mooser Museum. Although I, we weren't allowed to take <laughs> pictures in there, but other than that, it was great. Yeah, they they <clears> kind of <throat> frowned on that for I don't know why, but it's like you know what this person's family is not going to care because they've been <laughs> dead since 1857. That's a true story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah the Mooser Museum's cool. Um, Philly's a great town. It gets a lot. Of, like I said, it gets a lot of shit. Sure, but um, it's almost like a town that like we kind of don't want people to discover right right you know because um it's it's too expensive to live in new york now yeah and it's too expensive to live in new jersey so now new york people are starting to move down to philly yeah and that's a problem Uh because um they're new york people and and they're obnoxious dicks yeah yeah and uh also too it drives up the price of everything right right philly's sort of in the middle of this weird like gentrification fighting gentrification sure like you can walk into philly and buy a house for 60 grand uh you know 70 grand 80 grand 120 grand like you can live there oh so i should do that (laughs) because apparently uh all the new yorkers are coming that'll uh that'll be worth something yeah well actually there are people who are like holding on to houses the neighborhood i grew up in was very like solidly like lower middle class yeah you know and, you know, you sent your kids to Catholic school. Everybody worked somewhere, you know. Yeah. It's just a thing. And then the neighborhood next to mine is Fishtown. Uh, and when I was growing up, uh, Fishtown was solidly white trash. Yeah, it's yeah. Just the whitest white trash of the trash I'd trash. expect nothing less out of a place called Fishtown. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then next to that is Kensington. And Kensington is just like, like, like makes Fishtown look like they're wearing like tuxedos. You Ken- know, Kensington sounds like a country club. Yeah, Kenzos are just the worst. Kenzos? So, yeah. Do we call them that? Yeah, yeah, that's what they're called. Kenzos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking oh, yeah. Kenzo. That is a huge insult in Philly. If someone calls you a Kenzo, that's a punch in the face. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I lived in Fishtown for a little bit, <laughs> and it was at the very tip of the gentrification starting to happen. People were starting to buy up like bars and stuff, and kind of like flipping them and yeah. And now in Fishtown, like, you can't live there. It's too expensive. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. And, and it's starting to seep into Kensington, and it's also seeping into Port Richmond. So, like, in the neighborhood that I grew up in. So, it's just, like, funny to see that yeah. happening in, like, a place where it has always been the same since, you know, my grandparents' my grandparents' parents moved there from, like, Poland. You uh-huh. know? And then my grandparents grew up there, and I grew up there, and my mom and my uncle grew up there. You know, like, and yeah. it's always been the same. Yeah. And, okay. And now it's, like, kind of, like, changing a little bit. But for the better, but like weirdly. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's interesting. Like I'm sure, like where you're from? Where you from in Alabama? Uh, Auburn. Are you from, you're actually from the college town. Born and raised in Auburn. Oh yeah. no shit. Yeah, okay. went to Auburn High School. Went oh. to Auburn University. I'm as Auburn as you can get. Oh wow. And I, uh, wow. it's it's um, Auburn's interesting because it's it's sort of because the university, uh, you know, we got the football program obviously. So eight Saturdays of the year determine the economic health of the town for sure. the rest of the year like it I'm literally sure. brings in close to a billion dollars a year i bet and uh 
everybody in the town. It's very similar. I always, you know, kind of jokingly compared to Hollywood where it's like everybody in town either works for the university mm-hmm. or they work for someone who works for the university where like here where it's right. like you're either in show business or you, you're adjacent to right. it somehow. Um, so and even in, you know living in LA is funny too because around Christmas time the town sort of empties out, right. which is similar to a college town. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's uh, Auburn is this um, you know it's it's largely because of the university it's essentially recession proof. So yeah. because you've just got this giant state funded university with lots of yeah. guaranteed amounts of people. So basically, if you open up a restaurant or a business and you don't make it through football season you weren't gonna make it you know if you so can't make it through football season then you're just not trying it seems like yeah yeah pretty yeah. much so like uh you know but it, it's this it's this you know we used to call it uh the velvet black hole because it is so easy just to you know get a job just kind of hang out make you know make it ends meet like nothing is that hard there there's no there's no friction like auburn is just a it is it is a slip and slide covered in baby oil you're just gonna go (laughs) go and go there's no like you know which is which is great if if uh you know you um you know that's i mean you know if that's if that's That's your your thing thing, yeah then cool uh you know when i was started doing stand-up that was when i was kind of like Oh, I need to I need to go cuz this is always going to be here. Yeah. You know, to some extent like this this town is never going to change yeah, in any and, way, which and is And there and then you get to a certain point where there's only so much that you can do and that's kind of why yeah. I left Philly cuz like I wasn't getting any traction at Helium and at that point that was the only club. That's the club, the, the, yeah. The punchline was oh, I was a little bit a little bit of, of of I was doing a little something there, but like Yeah. And but like those that was it. It was those two things. I'd done all the rest of the regular shows. I'd been around for a while. And like the class of people I came up with, people started breaking off and like moving. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I I feel like I just I'm not like I've, I've, I've hit that ceiling. Yeah. You know, like yeah. everything that I can do, I, I've done. And uh, my bocce died and my mom was moving. My mom was retiring and moving down to the Jersey Shore. Wait, what? Oh, your oh, my grandma. My grandma. Died. Oh, oh, OK. So gotcha. like she was the last one left and my mom was retiring and moving down to the Jersey shore. So like I kind of had to like make a decision as to what I was doing. Sure. And I, and I got like the teeniest of teeny little bit of money when my bocce died. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me, I'm, if I don't move to LA now, I'm never going to move. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. And now here I am. And I just hit three years in January. Nice. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here uh, just over seven years oh. and uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been great. Um, and you know, like I said, when I go back, when I go back home, I'm like, yep, still, mm-hmm. still the same, yep. which, which again, for, for, for a lot of people, that's great. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's awesome. And it, it's, it's stability. That's what my parents like about it. Sure. Um, my mom and dad have lived there. My dad went down for college and uh-huh. met my mom who grew up there Aww. and they've lived there ever since they have no, you know, Aww. they're just like, yeah, we got our spot. Cause it is, you know, it's, it's a suburb minus the herb. There is no, you know, the, the university is the herb, okay. the, uh, you know, that's, oh, that's the right. urban center. It's not like it's like there's some bigger city, uh-huh. but it just feels the whole goddamn town is a suburb, uh-huh. you know, even though there's no, no one commuting to some larger city, just the university, it's, 
because the part of Alabama where it is is very rural. Oh. Like if you go, you know, I have a joke about it. If you go five miles outside of my hometown, it's exactly what the fuck you expected when I said Alabama of just guys sitting on bales of hay going, <laughs> take me fishing. You know, <laughs> that's there for right. sure. But then Auburn's this like little, you know, I won't say liberal bastion because God knows the university is, if you notice all of the children are dressed exactly the same, it is the most, you know, uh, self-repressed conservative town ever. Oh. Uh, but it's uh, a lot of khakis. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, you go to the, <laughs> you go to the bars, and uh, yeah, everybody is wearing polo either polo shirts or uh, do you know what Guy Harvey is? No. So Guy Harvey is a fishing brand. Oh. Uh, so they're either and all of the Guy Harvey shirts are pastel, so they're either pink or green or blue pastel, and they say Guy Harvey on the front pocket, uh, oh. uh, on the front left, and then on the back they have a uh, sort of um, biological. Um, uh, field guide drawings of like marlins oh. and, and uh, sailfish and, and sharks and stuff. You. So it's like this fishing where every single male is wearing a Guy Harvey shirt or a Columbia fishing shirt, the one with the split down the middle that has the vent so you don't sweat your, down your back too yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, what, what we would call like kayaking shorts, you know, so right. the little khakis with the with the cargo pockets. Ugh. And it's it's like a uniform. And then all the girls wear the Nike shorts and then the, the sorority, the big oversized sorority shirts. <sighs> and you're just like... Oh my god! <laughs> like it's it's insane. Yeah, I don't think I could deal with that. Uh, yeah. Too much of that is just too much. But they're also kids too, so you're kind of just like, ah, eh, whatever. Who cares? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Mm, yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. It's just this kind of uh. You know. It's it's a very kind of idyllic uh little town. Well, what's um, the food like? Okay. So here we go. Uh. Because we're in the South South here. Yeah. This is this is Alabama. So the main thing, you know, as far as as far as the South goes, most people associate the South with barbecue. Alabama's contribution to the barbecue game is actually limited to a sauce more so than anything else. Uh, uh, so Alabama, it's the mustard sauce, right? No, that's no? South Carolina. Uh, no, Alabama is white sauce, white uh, barbecue sauce. Okay. Uh, uh, so Alabama uh, sits, you know, we're uh, uh, just just to the east of Mississippi, just to the west of Georgia, south of Tennessee, north of Florida, and so we're right smack dab in the middle of everything. They right. call Alabama the heart of Dixie, right? So we've got influences from all of these areas coming into the barbecue situation. Um, Alabama just recently, like within the last five years, I actually had a decent brisket for the first time in Alabama. What? So, you know, Texas, that's their jam. And every time I, I before I went to Austin, uh, every time you'd go to some barbecue place, you'd be like, hey, we're doing a brisket today. And you would try it. It was rubbery and nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. What? And so oh, I that makes me cry. So I thought brisket sucked, oh. you know, because I didn't know. And then I went to Austin. I was like, oh, it's the best. <laughs> People just don't know how to fucking do it. So I will say the beef situation. Dah, whatever. Forget it. The pork is usually really you know, good, slow, slow cooked pork shoulder, pulled pork, sliced, what have you. Uh, and then we eat that uh, not not exclusively. A lot of people do the red sauce. But Alabama's big contribution to the barbecue game is Morgan County white barbecue sauce, okay. uh, which you make with mayo, apple cider vinegar, lemon juice, a shitload of cayenne pepper, a shitload of black pepper. Uh, and uh, I always put a little little half spoonful of horseradish, which Ooh, is, you nice. know, some people w- would call that controversial. I call myself a genius. but uh, <laughs> And then you whisk that shit together, and it is like... It, it's it's a revelatory sauce because when you have it it's like it, it's you know it's 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 got that apple cider vinegar in in it yeah. so it's kind of uh it works well with 
everything, but it particularly goes good with pulled pork and yeah. fried chicken uh, yeah. or, or wings. I, I used to have a pierogi business. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and I used to make a, a pulled pork and provolones versus a red pepper oh uh, pierogi. Oh, my God, that sounds so good. And I used to make... I used <laughs> My to dad's make... Polish, so we fuck with pierogies. Oh, yeah, there you yeah, go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I thought, thought you had that round Polish head. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that's uh, me. Um, so I used to use a, a cushion pork, uh-huh. um, and I would make you know a big, giant thing of it, and I would just fill it full of... I, I would cover the pork with... Um, uh, like powder, powder red pepper. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, and uh, and salt, pepper, garlic powder, um, and then fill it up with apple cider vinegar. There you go. Seal it up. Yep. Put it in the oven. Cook it super slow all day. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. when I would take it out, like, I would just put it on the board and just tap it and with it would, the spoon and it would just <laughs> yeah, fall, apart. fall apart. And it was really hard to not eat all of it. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It was so good. Um, but yeah, that's the, that's, that's the barbecue situation. The best uh fried chicken in the world at least that i've had and this is one of my little qualms about la so i don't you know i don't go to new york and bitch about the tacos you know (laughs) and i don't go to la and bitch about the pizza but as a a southerner (laughs) i am allowed to complain about the fried chicken and the fried chicken in this city is deplorable oh yeah it is because if you get it where it's good Uh it's crazy expensive right like the few places that do it sort of right uh-huh. even then you're like dude the chicken they sell at the damn gas station on highway 280 in alabama is better than roscoe's like roscoe's chicken and waffles is this you know sort of legendary soul food place here in yeah, la yeah, yeah. yeah and it's all right it's look all right roscoe's the quality of roscoe's is it's some of the best food that you can get at four in the morning Fair. i'll say that because after a certain hour it's it's open late and you know it gets refer tupac referenced it in one of his songs you know it's kind of a famous place but man the 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 chicken uh like i said the damn uh, most gas stations in the south have what they call the deli mm-hmm. uh which is just uh fried food uh so you go yeah. in and they'll have the fried chicken they'll have like egg rolls just anything you can drop into into you know sure. uh fryer and uh that is pretty much reliably better quality chicken for whatever reason their breading's better uh you know all of that and uh my absolute favorite fried chicken place uh ever is gone now uh which was there was a hotel in a small town in uh that actually straddles the Tallapoosa River so half the town is in Elmore County the other half is in Tallapoosa County it's called Tallahassee and Tallahassee Alabama has the distinction of being the only Confederate armory that was not burned to the ground during the Civil War so there's this giant like confederate armory that was later burned down by skateboard children in this in the 90s uh but uh yeah the couldn't do what lincoln uh lincoln couldn't do what the what the punk rock kids could do uh or the satanists or whoever burned the place down (laughs) but uh talisay had this place called the hotel talisay uh uh, that was uh they used to do an all-you-can-eat buffet they had the buffet every day of the week but friday night was uh seafood night so we'd go there to get catfish and shrimp and uh we'd go there uh you know on, on friday nights and like you know bring a flask of whiskey and walk over the bridge that looks over the river and stuff like that because you know we're 21 or whatever so we're like oh this is cool uh but then sunday they would have the big sunday dinner which had uh and i think every day they had the fried chicken but their fried chicken was just insane and it was you know you paid for the buffet so it was all you could eat so we could just literally have a contest like all right we're gonna try to eat as much 
as we physically could. Yeah. And it was so good. And we were actually there in November of 2009. Uh, we went for a Sunday brunch. Uh, we ate a bunch. And we were the last people out of the restaurant. Like, they were cleaning up. Cause <laughs> like, we sh- please leave. <laughs> well, we showed up hungover at, like, noon, you know, so that because that was that's the best hangover remedy, right? And we get there at noon, and we eat, and then we're the last people out. And they were like, all right, see you later. And they locked the door. And then that night, uh, somebody next door, there was a consignment shop, and a kid broke into the consignment shop, stole the cash register, and lit the place on fire. The fire jumped the alley and burned the hotel down, too. Oh, no. So we were literally the last people to eat at that place. Wow. Uh, and it is now uh, 11 years later, uh, and they still have not... They've got it like partially rebuilt, but basically somebody will come in with a bunch of money, and they'll try to rebuild it, and then they'll kind of run out of money, because oh. this town is... There's nothing... you know. The, the main industry in the town was uh, was textiles oh, and the textile yeah, mill yeah. left in the 80s, you right. know. So this this is one of those places where that was the main business in town oh, and wow. all of the stuff around it has kind of died because of it. So now all of that is to say the the distinction of the best chicken I've ever had now reverts to a place in Auburn. So much closer to where I live. Right. Uh, so if anybody here is listening, if you are traveling for any reason, if you're traveling from Atlanta, Georgia to New Orleans, Louisiana, or any any point in between, you're going to have to go through my hometown of Auburn. And this place, you don't even have to go into the city. This place is at exit 51. So if you get off of I-85, go into Montgomery or New Orleans, Mobile, wherever you're going, get off exit 51, Panny George's Kitchen. <laughs> so it's Panny, P-A-N-N-I-E hyphen George. So the woman who ran it, her name is Panny. Her husband's name is George. Panny George's Kitchen. There you go. And it's a soul food place that is run by uh, like six grandmas. Uh, Oh, whenever there's somebody over the age of 70 that's in the kitchen at a restaurant, order everything they have. They're all, they're all (laughs) like, you know, they're all like, you know, of an age, as my mother would say. Mm -hmm. And you walk in there and you're just like, oh, this is about to be fucking dope, right? Like, and and you go and it's it's what they call in the South a meat and three, which means you pick a meat and then you get three Three sides, sides, uh, three veggies. And of course, in the South, macaroni and cheese is a veggie. Uh, Yeah. yeah, (laughs) So you get on the line and it changes. Their menu changes every day, but their one constant is their fried chicken. And their fried chicken is is like it's insane and what you would pay out here for some panty george's food would be a crime you know <laughs> like out here it'd be like 30 40 sure. for what you pay like nine bucks and it comes with a drink well you know everything is eight times as much here than oh it is other places. But, but then there's this the, like the annoying pretense of just being like oh this is authentic southern cooking you're like yeah. go fuck yourself dude authentic southern <laughs> cooking is less than ten dollars because it's food for poor folks that's what it is let me tell you something yeah let me tell you something I have found a few places that make like decent cheesesteaks uh-huh. and every time I try to order them they're like a million dollars. Uh-huh. Uh are you familiar with Philly's Best? Uh-uh, no. It's a little chain of like places that like sell like cheesesteaks and hoagies and shit. Yeah. And there's one in Encino not far from my house. And when I lived in Van Nuys, I was feeling kind of homesick. Sure. You know, so I was like, I'm going to I'm going to get a tiny hoagie from there. Oh right? yeah. It was like $22 with a delivery fee and shit, which I, like I was annoyed at, but I was just like, I don't fucking care. I was yeah. Just hungry. Like, All right. Just, yep. Hungry and homesick and tired. And I was like, I'm going to eat this. Yeah. And it showed up at my house and I was like, where's the rest of my sandwich? <laughs> because it was like six inches long. Right. Right. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then yeah. after speaking with some of my friends who had moved here from Philly, they're like, yeah, they don't do. Because when you order, when you get a cheesesteak. Or a hoagie from any place oh, in it's Philly. Oh, it's a dare. It's, it's like a foot. <laughs> I dare you to eat this. It's yeah. a dare. 
but it's but it's just normal. It's yeah. just what it's just what you eat. Totally. So you know, totally. And and, uh, and apparently they don't do that here. Yeah. But they'll still charge you like what you, like you've ordered what a regular size sandwich. A, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it made me super angry. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mine. Mine like that out here that I've uh, you know and I I do this as kind of a bit on stage, but it's true. Um, a friend of mine, speaking of Van Nuys, told me. Because I'm bitching, you know, uh-huh. that's some open mic bitching about the fried chicken here. And somebody <laughs> right. goes, oh, have you been to Mom's Barbecue in Van Nuys? And I was like, no. Why? And they're like, well, look, the barbecue is just okay, but their fried chicken is great. And they have pretty good sides. And it's it's pretty close to what I think you might be looking for, right? And so this was 2015. I go out to Mom's Barbecue. I got an order to go. Uh-huh. Uh, and I walk up to the counter. And behind the woman at the uh, you know ordering at the uh, the lady taking my order there is a paper plate on the wall that's tacked to the wall and on it in sharpie it's written the mr t special three fried chicken breasts and a garden salad (laughs) (laughs) and it was signed by mr t and i was like first of all mr t is my hero i love mr t i mean there's so many great things about that (laughs) he's mr t is like I, I've said for years is the only good celebrity. Like, <laughs> Mr. T. His daughter's a comic in you, Chicago. Is that true? Yeah. Dude, they're on Facebook. <laughs> I want, oh, man, I, I think he's so good. Like, just, just. Apparently, he was not all that great as a person. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, this busts my whole theory. But I just think, because the 70s were a magical time where you could become famous by being the most badass bouncer in Chicago, which yeah. is his origin story. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, my, Hey man, I never miss an episode of the A team. I watched yeah. the cartoon when he had the cartoon on Saturday mornings. Oh, like, he fought Rowdy, he boxed Rowdy Roddy Piper at right? WrestleMania too. Yes. You know, he's the best. And yeah. my, my favorite Mr. T fact is, you know, he used to wear the, the jewelry yeah. and then like by the mid two thousands, he wasn't wearing the jewelry yeah. and all the haters were like, Oh, well, you know, he probably had to pawn it cause he's not getting as many roles, you know, Aww. what's true though is actually Mr. T auctioned off his jewelry and donated it to the victims of nine 11. Cause he's the greatest. He's the only oh, good that's celebrity. Awesome. So he rules. Uh, but anyway, I see this on the wall and I'm like, Oh wow, that's a shitload of food. <laughs> Three fried chicken breasts and a garden salad is a crazy amount of food. So I ordered a, a human meal uh, and then <laughs> I went to sit and I sat down in like the little to go area and there was this little girl sitting on her mom's lap and they were waiting for their food. And this is like a really tiny little restaurant. We sit down and I look up and Mr. T is just like at the table just eating what? three fried chicken breasts and a garden salad. In just, front of your face? Yeah. He's eating? He's just chilling. He's wearing a heather gray track suit. He's got a hunting orange uh, knit cap on and he's just he's eating three fried chicken breasts and a garden salad the way a velociraptor would eat three fried chicken breasts. Just, <laughs> like, just, just trying to consume the whole thing at once. And the little girl who's sitting on her mom's lap next to me is like kind of just staring at him. And he's kind of like staring back at her and they're having this cute little like kind of stare <laughs> off. And I'm like, this is the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And she doesn't know who the fuck this guy is. No, she's just like, it's just, you know, something to look at, you know? And finally he just goes, he's kind of like puts his food down and he looks at this little girl and he goes, are you doing good in school? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, Mr. T used to tell me to stay in school. <laughs> now he's doing Take it. Take your vitamins. Now he's doing it live in person, unprompted. <laughs> and the little girl goes, yeah. She's kind of got like a little bit of a you know sass on her. And he goes, do you like school? And she goes, yeah. 
He goes, good, I'm going to get you, hold on, I'm going to get you a toy. And he reaches down and he produces a heretofore unseen small duffel bag. And he unzips it and he has inside a uh, thing called a Mr. T in your pocket. Shut up. Which is a little device that when you press the button, it goes, I pity the fool, I pity the fool, I yes, pity the fool. I've seen those. And he goes to hand it to her and her mom goes, oh, what What do you say? And the little girl goes, thank you. And he goes, you're welcome. And he goes to hand it to her. And right before she goes to grab it, he like pulls it back and he goes, but if your mama tells me your grades start slipping, I'm going to come take it back from you. And he gave it to her. And I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And the fried chicken was pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. But that that would be that, uh, that place. Oh, and then, uh, you know, epilogue. Uh, a year later, because I kind of snuck a picture of him and sure. just posted it. I was like, there's Mr. T. Facebook, you know how they're like, oh, remember this from a year ago? Right. I was like, oh, shit, their fried chicken was pretty good. I'm going to go get some more chicken. Exactly one year later, I go back. Mr. T's still fucking in there eating. Shut up. Yeah, he's there wearing the exact same outfit. Uh, I wonder if he lives in the valley. I guarantee you he lives around the corner. He probably, I'm sure he walked there. He was in his, like, running clothes. I bet you he walked or jogged there. Holy shit. But, yeah. Where is this place? Van Nuys. Where, though? Mom's Barbecue. uh, mm, I'm going to say it's on Victory, but I'm probably wrong. Interesting. Yeah. That's somewhere in that area. Like, not, you know, right off of Main Road. It's, you know, like every other pretty good restaurant in LA it's just in the elbow of a shopping center yes, like yes. a like a small strip mall uh-huh. um but yeah other than that uh you know auburn now has a lot of these kind of um uh are you familiar with the james beard award yeah yeah so like all these damn james beard restaurants that come mm-hmm. in and you know i've got kind of my own problems with them and you know they're they're dealing with the uh, labor unions specifically and yeah. stuff like that but anyway so there's a lot of like southern chic or you know uh, run uh, run by uh, uh, there's there's a, a great podcast uh, out of uh, Kentucky called the Trillbillies uh-huh. and uh, they would refer to these people as y'all stars uh, <laughs> which is people who really play up their southernness to an annoying degree where you're just like shut the fuck up you're charging like $30 for some shit I can get at the actual soul food place for how 10. much are these grits $35 right that kind of shit so are, the, is there gold in the, them there there's grits? a lot of that <laughs> happening right now and granted a lot of my friends work at those types of restaurants and they are good but but at a certain point, you're like, okay, you know, yeah. you, you chill out. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of those type of places. Um, and then I, I guess our kind of uh, famous sandwich shop and our Auburn people are kind of weird about this place because some people are like all about it. It's kind of like in an Outburger uh-huh. where people are either ride or die. Fuck you. I'll kill you. Or like people that don't, I don't trust people that don't like in and out. Yeah. I'm the, you know, I think it's just like, it's, it's such a hipsterism to be like, oh, I think it's so good. and you're like, dude, it's so good. You want to see something really funny. Get Anna started on that. Like oh, she will yeah. fight you. Oh yeah. She will fight you. It, and it's like, I don't get it. Like people are like, oh, it's trash. And I'm like, how is it trash? Oh, it's so good. It's so, so, so good. Yeah. And like, you just have to know how to order the fries. Right. Right. Like, like that's, yeah. that's all you need. And if you don't get everything animal style, then there's something wrong with your yeah. brain. Like, uh, I just, I don't get it. But this this place in in Auburn is called Mama Goldberg's Deli. Uh, <laughs> like and, there's a Jew in Alabama. Well, no, it's not though. That's the funny part is the guy who started is very goy, and he was just like he was like, well, you know, I want to convey that it is a New York style deli, but also with a bit of Southern charm. Oh. And so he literally just called it. There is no Mama Goldberg. He just <laughs> called it that. He's like he's like, well, Southern people say Mama a lot, and uh, Goldberg uh, denotes a uh, a knowledge of uh, pastrami and, uh, and and deli meats. So we're calling it Mama Goldberg's. But their thing is. Uh, they steam their sandwiches. So they have these gigantic steamers. Steam pans? 
Huh? Steamed hams? No, just the the, the sandwiches, right? So the they have their you know their famous sandwiches called Mama's Love, uh-huh. and it's uh it's it's ham, it's pastrami, uh ro- and roast beef, and then there's Munster cheese on there. They have their special sauce, which is sort of like an Italian ish, like in terms of flavor, but it's slightly different flavor profile, uh-huh. but kind uh-huh. of an Italian dressing, uh mayo, tomato, lettuce, and then they put that shit in a steamer. And this it's just a box that's got some water at the bottom and a, and a superheated coil. Uh-huh. So they put it in the drawer and then they pull a lever and it goes and steam shoots up and the sandwich comes out steamed. Right. And when you get it, you have a the clock is ticking. Uh-huh. You, you've got about three to four minutes to eat that thing. Because when it comes out, it's just like hot and and, and moist and delicious. Uh-huh. But the longer it sits on that table, the the like kind of grosser it gets. Yeah, so it just gets soggy, right? It gets, but it it doesn't come out soggy. It comes out like no. But when it cools down, then it's just when like it cools soggy. down, it's not great. So it's a thing where like you get, no no one gets Mama Goldberg's to go. Usually, <laughs> you get it and you're like, buddy, we got to eat this shit now. And their other thing they've got, uh, and this is a thing that I was able to successfully recreate out here. Uh, because I, I worked at a uh, I worked at a grilled cheese sandwich store oh. very briefly uh, for well I say briefly a couple of years when I first oh. moved out here and they had a steamer because their soups were uh, this is a whole this is a whole different thing but basically they had a they had a steamer in the back to okay. heat up bags of soup oh yeah uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. Uh, that's what Panera does kind of yeah. right so uh, but I was able to recreate uh, this thing which is the this sound what I'm about to tell you is gonna sound so trailer trash. But trust me when I tell you, it's fucking delicious. Okay. So you get bag, small, you know, gas station size bag of uh, nacho Doritos. Mm-hmm. Lay them out on tin foil, and then put a few jalapenos on top of those Doritos, and then cover it in pepper jack cheese, and then throw them in a steamer. That is Mama Goldberg's nachos. So when you put them in the steamer, the cheese just like melts right on top of the thing. Yeah, but doesn't the steam make the Doritos like soggy? So similar to the sandwich, time's a wasted. <laughs> When it, there, you have a hat that those those nachos and anybody who's listening here and who's been to Mama Goldberg's can vouch for me. They have a half life of about three to four minutes. Huh. But in that time window, they are the most delicious things you will ever eat. Interesting. <laughs> Anything beyond that? Mm-mm. You would think that they will put them like in a broiler or in the salamander. You know. I mean, I don't know. This is this is just how they've always this is how they've always done their shit, and they've been ar- they've been around since the late I think the early seventies actually. It's like seventy three, seventy four, something like huh. that. Uh, or no, seventy six. Because that must be good drunk food. Oh, it's good everything food. Yeah. <laughs> well, so they are uh, they are like you know two blocks away from Jordan Hare Stadium, which oh. is where Auburn plays football, yeah, yeah. and so on game days they just you know they're just overwhelmed like that's one of the that's you know if you're auburn alumni especially like and you're going back and you you know you got your kids and you live in atlanta or whatever and it's Uh like oh we're going back you know so it's kind of a traditional place to take your uh you know to take your kids and stuff like that have you have you had that hattie b's hot chicken in atlanta yeah it's it's based out of nashville i have a i have a vendetta against hattie b's listen (laughs) the first time i had it the first time I had it, there was no spice on it, and I was like, "This is a nice chicken sandwich." Uh huh. And then the second time I had it, I was I was on the road for work. Yeah. And um, uh, my pro- the producer of the show I was working on, and and the other person, they had to go to a they had to do like morning TV. Yeah. So on the way back, they were going to stop at Hattie B's and bring some chicken back for the uh-huh. rest of us. So they were like, you know, what do you want? And the kid, this kid Brian I was working with, who was from Atlanta, was like, get me the damn hot. And I was like, yeah, I'll just get whatever he's getting. Not Uh. not thinking. Not thinking. (laughs) So we're sitting in the 
we were staying at this uh, hotel in downtown Atlanta, which is like awful. Don't ever go to downtown Atlanta. There is nothing there. So we're just sitting there in the little cafe area and we're both like starting to eat the sandwich. Fast forward to about 30 seconds later, we're weeping. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're weeping. Like, it wasn't even enjoyable. We were trying to scrape it off with a knife. Oh, yeah. Like, their their (laughs) pimento mac and cheese was baller. Oh, yeah. But, like, I... Like, I made myself finish the sandwich, but man, I paid for it. Hot in, hot out. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yeah. Mm. Have, have you been to Nashville? Um, uh, no. No. So that comes from Nashville. That's right. kind of their, like, you know, yeah, hot su- chicken's their thing. Hot yeah. chicken's their thing. So Hattie B's is a chain. So anytime you go there and people. Well, there's only a couple of them. It's not like there's like. It's a, they got them in Birmingham now. Like they got them everywhere. <laughs> oh, not Birmingham. But you know what I mean? Like I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't trust it. If it's if it's got that many locations, it's not the local fave anymore. To me, that's like, oh, you got to go check out this really, this really exclusive place. It's called the ESPN Zone. You know, and you're like, okay. <laughs> Have you been to the Rainforest Cafe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my favorite, one of my favorite jokes I've ever heard. I don't know who did it, and if you know, I always say this, please let me know on Twitter, because I would love to credit them. Somebody at, at an open mic one time when I first moved to LA goes, uh, anybody ever been to Rainforest Cafe? That place? That's what happens if you play Jumanji inside an Applebee's. And I was like, <laughs> fuck! That's so funny. Perfect. But uh, I actually went to the Rainforest Cafe in Nashville when I was a kid. We, uh, oh. we went in 2001 and saw Bob Dylan play at the Ryman. And uh, and, and wow. <laughs> went to Nashville. I went to the uh, Rainforest Cafe at the Opry Mills Mall. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, so if you go to Nashville, like that's their thing. And anybody who tells you that Hattie B's is the shit... Or Pepper Fire. That's the other one that you'll hear. And you're like, dude, you're you are the gentrifier. You are the problem. <laughs> you're ruining East Nashville. You're fucking wrong. The only uh, there's two spots. There's Prince's. Prince's yeah. is kind of the original. Yeah. I think they coast by on reputation a little bit. They're sort of the pink hot dogs of uh, uh, of Nashville, do you in my like opinion. Salt? <laughs> The good one is Bolton's. Bolton's spicy chicken and fish uh-huh. is the good one. Now that said, Bolton's, similar to Hattie B's in your experience, will try to kill you. Uh, so the first time I ever yeah. went to Bolton's, I my friend Connor was living in Nashville at the time, and uh, we went up there to uh, uh, go to Zany's, uh-huh. um, the comedy club there. Right. And uh, the day after the show, I, I told them, you know, my friends are drunks, and they got drunk on margarita or not margarita is a uh, uh, mimosas like early <laughs> like i woke up at like 11 30 a.m and my friends were already drunk and nice. i was like jesus guys uh and i had told them before i'm like listen tomorrow i'm going to the country music hall of fame i love country music i want to go see it i'm a tourist whatever if uh-huh. y'all want to come cool if not cool either way no pressure but this is what i'm doing right and they're like oh, okay we'll come right so now they're shit-faced and we're going to go to the country music hall of fame <laughs> And on the way there, I was like, you know, we got to get some food. So my, my buddy Connor was like, and he's Irish. So he, <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, oh, yeah, there's a place around the corner. It's a, it's a, it's a Bolton's. They got the, the hot chicken. And I didn't know that was their thing. You know, this is like 2012 or something like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, and so I was like, oh, okay, that sounds good. And we get there. And I was sober. So I had the foresight to ask the man frying the chicken. I was like, hey, man, um, so I heard the chicken here is really hot. I like spicy food, but generally, in order for me to enjoy it, I'm going to need it to be around jalapeno level. Uh, what should I get? And he's like, oh, you're going to want the mild. And I was like, mild? I was like, I mean, I can handle a little. He's like, you're going to want the mild. And I was like, okay. 
their mild is the hottest thing I've ever eaten. Like it oh, fucking and, and like I you know I'm wearing contacts now, but typically I wear glasses, <laughs> so my glasses are just like fogged up. So they're useless. Within two minutes, I'm sweating so hard, my glasses just poof, they're foggy. They're oh, they're in Dagobah. They're gone. Uh, you know. And meanwhile, <laughs> my two shit faced friends were like hot extra hot and then and so i was dying and then they were really dying uh but anyway now uh bolton's has uh what they call light mild which is what i always regular people because that is for (laughs) normal not insane people but again i'm i'm uh i can't i can't do it when it's like i mean i like hot food but like jesus christ it was i couldn't feel my lips three i was texting with anna i'm like it's been three hours i still can't feel my lips and she's like drink milk i'm like where the fuck am i gonna get milk at a hotel yeah yeah <laughs> go down to the continental breakfast and pour <laughs> pour some little coffee creamers on your face <laughs> i don't, don't think i didn't think about it <laughs> uh but yeah that uh oh and then uh you know epilogue we went to the country music hall of fame and uh-huh. my, my friend was uh the, you know and the country music hall of fame is mostly old people and children sure and then my drunk friends were wandering around and my my buddy Miles is literally just yelling at the top of his lungs being like, holy shit, this is fucking Hank Williams guitar. Holy shit. Fuck. And then there's just like. It's all these little kids. <laughs> yeah, there's little kids and old women everywhere. And I'm just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Oh, yeah, so got embarrassed at the Country Music Hall of Fame. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah it, was, it was the shit. But yeah, wow. I do like the Boltons. I'm trying to think if there's anything else in our... Uh, in our area, oh, we have easy access to the Gulf of Mexico, so the the shrimp and oh, fish, seafood, yeah. seafood situation. Even where I am, we're four hours from the ocean, so it's you know, uh, well, it's, it's four hours. It's so. it's a ways, but you know, you can you can get some decent oysters and and yeah, at and, the Jersey Shore, you can get like crabs are a big thing. People love crabs. Oh like, yeah, I ma'am. like crab meat. Uh, I'm not gonna sit there and pick apart crabs because it's too much work for too little meat. And oh I just yeah. Wanna, when I sit down, I just want to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like crabs and shrimp and. You know, all kinds of oh, man. Gul- striper. Gulf you know? shrimp is, is like truly one of the best things ever. That's what I heard. My mom uh, spent last March and she's going this March again. Uh, in a, she went to Cocoa Beach, Florida for a month. Oh, yeah, sure. And I went down to surprise her. And I don't remember the last time I ate so much seafood. Yeah, yeah. With like so many people in polyester. Uh-huh. Like, it, <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my yeah. my friend Pat Riley, who I do my podcast with, he's uh-huh. he's from uh, Melbourne, Florida, which okay. is right right near there, right near Cocoa Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force oh, in okay, the seventies, yeah. and he worked on the moonshots. Oh no shit! Yeah. yeah, and so at Patrick Air Force Base is like in Cocoa Beach. Yeah. So yeah. my mom's friend uh, in the like that lives in her retirement place that she lives in down the shore in Jersey. Uh, has a condo down there. Oh, my okay. mom was like, "Oh my god!" Like I lived down there for a couple of years and. And she's like, oh, well, the people, if you want to come down, the people who own like another one of the condos, they rent it out. Yeah. And the next thing you know, she's like, I'm going to Florida for the month. <laughs> so I got to see all these places that my mom and my dad, my dad's been dead for years. So uh-huh. like the, the stories that they would tell me, and now I get to see these places. Like there was an apartment that they used to have on the beach. Uh-huh. And one time they had this like crazy banger of a party and everybody was all passed out and the tide started coming in and somebody had parked their little <laughs> sports car on the beach. <laughs> so like nine dudes had to go out and like try and get it out of the, like as the water is just coming up, trying to get it off the beach, you know, before this guy's poor car. Got oh, totally God. Out. So I got to see that apartment <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and the Air Force Base and like, uh, like, and then you can drive down and then uh, Cape Canaveral 
and everyone's like right there. Yeah. And, like it's it was just it was neat to do and, and to see and like, you know, you're actually seeing all the things that you've heard all these stories about right, all these right. years, which is cool. And it's it's a really it's really nice there. I mean it was off season. Yeah. Right right when I was starting to leave, like it was it's the only decent time to be in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> off yeah. season. Yeah. Well, we we took a day and we went to uh Magic Kingdom. And, oh yeah, sure. And Oh my god, it was like nuts to butts because it was yeah. like spring break. They were having some kind of like oh, high yeah. school band competition. Plus, like all these kids are going to like Disney World now on their senior trips. Which, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Like we went nowhere for my senior <laughs> trip. They were yeah. like, get out. That was our senior trip. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you been down to uh, have you been down to the Keys before? No, I haven't. There is a there is a a, a thing that I am desperate to go back and eat uh, that I I had probably fifteen years ago. Uh, in Key Largo, so I have I have some family down in Miami. Okay, and Miami this is why I mentioned going down to Florida in the off season is key. It's because Miami in the summertime is oh, the worst that. place you can be. I don't like to sweat like that. I'm not built like that. It's, I'm Polish. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> horrible. Well, my you know half my damn Polish family fucking lives down there because they're insane. Uh, but uh, yeah, but it, at Christmas time, like it's like oh. it's like here, it's just fucking gorgeous but nice. you, you're just right next to uh the florida keys and uh the first key that you get to is key largo uh-huh. and uh on the kind of you know there's there's highway uh the uh, route a1 or whatever that goes uh-huh. down a1a a1a that goes down through the keys um so it's it's actually you have to go get off of a1a and kind of go around to sort of the the east side of key largo to a place called card sound and there is a restaurant there that's on the water called Alabama Jacks. Ooh. And their thing they have there is uh, conch fritters. Oh, yeah. Conch fritters are is, great. I've had those. Oh, my God. They're so good. I, 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 I don't know. I guess I haven't really run into them anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, man, I, I, I think about those about once a week. I, I had them, in, Jer- <laughs> I had them a- in Jersey. They had them at a place. I forget. It might have been Smitty's. There's this place in Summers Point, New Jersey, uh-huh. uh, which is like right over the bridge from Ocean City. If not that you know where that is either, but uh, yeah. it's like a it's like a, a the southern part of the Jersey Shore. Oh, okay, not yeah. like the big spray tan part, but like yeah, yeah. As I like as I like to call it, uh, I have a bit about this. Uh, uh, my mom lives at the Jersey Shore, and not the big spray tan, big hair part, but the southern part where you drink Miller Lite and eat pizza all day, take a break at seven thirty, have a fist fight in the middle of the street, and then pick up the drinking and the eating. Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Summers Point, uh, there's this place called Smitty's, uh-huh. and it's like a shack on stilts on yep. the water. You know, oh, those are always the best. And they they open at four o'clock. Um, or four thirty or something like that. You can get there earlier, and they have a kid standing outside. It's BYOB, and they'll with a with a corkscrew and a sleeve of cups. So if you want to like pregame before you want to go come in, you're it's totally fine. <laughs> and like their seafood is just ridiculous. Yeah, like, they like there's my bocce always like their uh, their uh, uh, corn chowder. Oh shit! Yeah, that yeah. sounds yeah. yeah. It's really good, but um, I just go right for the uh, broiled seafood platter, which is like everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you have to go home and take a nap <laughs> because I tried doing other things afterwards, and it's just you just can't do it. Right. I tried going. I went there with somebody, and then. I think I went there with my friend Jess, and then we went to Ocean City and walked on the boardwalk, and I was like, oh, yeah, because we can go get ice cream. And, like, I made it, like, halfway, and we ate the ice cream, and I'm like, I need to lay down yeah, like, yeah. right on this boardwalk. <laughs> right now, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, I just ate, like, eight pounds of butter plus, like, all that seafood, so oh, I'm God, either going to yeah. die of, like, a heart attack or mercury poisoning, <laughs> one or the other. But, like, so good. So, just so good. There's Ugh. there's a uh, there's a spot in uh, Foley, Alabama, which is right before you get to Gulf Shores. So Alabama has two 
beaches. There's uh-huh. Gulf Shores and Orange Beach, and they're right next to each other, uh, kind of like Venice, Santa Monica situation. Sure. Uh, but right before you get to Gulf Shores, there's Foley, which has the big outlet mall. That's what most oh. people know about Foley. But there's a restaurant down there called The Gift Horse, uh, <laughs> as in don't look a gift horse in the mouth, mouth right? uh, which that that became uh, pertinent and funny after this happened. So they have a, a buffet mm-hmm. uh, that has seafood. They have like w- one of the best uh crawfish bisques i've ever had uh wow. just like an incredible and it's all you can eat too so you pay and it, it's kind of pricey because there is a bunch of seafood on the buffet but you, you know, just gotta like, get yeah. your money's worth that and, by, that's all. and by pricey i mean alabama pricey so it's like 16 dollars you know <laughs> uh, which here ain't shit you know uh but um you can't even get a pizza delivered for 16 bucks uh, right <laughs> yeah but alabama people will bitch about it they'll be like i mean it's just fucking it's expensive man you're like <laughs> all right um but uh Anyway, we uh, the last time I went down there, I was uh, with my mom, and I think my dad was there too. I think, yeah, we, we were all there, and we ate, and it was delicious, and then we went to pay, and they had the uh, the, the health score <laughs> on oh, the no. on the back of the door, oh, and no. it was like was it a D? It was like sixty five out of a hundred. Oh, no. And I was like, okay, well, that's don't look a gift horse in the mouth. All right. (laughs) Too good to be true. It probably is. is. But boy, and I didn't get sick or nothing. So I don't know. I'll I'll go back. (laughs) I I worked in restaurants. I think I was like, oh, maybe they're just having a bad week. Uh, My my dad was like a big, big buffet guy because he liked uh, he liked variety. Yeah, sure. And uh, we would go out to dinner once a week. And sometimes he just didn't want to think about what to eat. So we would go to this Chinese buffet up at this Franklin Mills Mall in Northeast Philly. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, he would be, he's the kind of guy who would stand next to the crab leg station waiting with his plate, waiting for them to bring out more crab legs. Uh. And then he would just put them all on his plate and then sit down and eat. All, and he would eat all of them. There was no wasting going on. At right, my table. right. And uh, so one day, I, I think like at, I was at work and we had, I had a late lunch. You know, uh-huh. so like he picks me up at like 530. We get to the place at like 615 and I'm still kind of full from lunch. So like I go, I went up twice. No, I went up three times. Then the third time, I just had like a plate full of like Jello. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he's looking at me as I'm like finishing up, and he's like, "What are you done?" And I'm like, uh, "Well, I mean, I had a big." He's like, you, "Come on, come on, really, Jello? Uh, <laughs> you, you know, you had it. Come on, you, had, you know how much this was?" And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, all right." So I had to like go up and fill my plate full of egg rolls, and then come yeah, back and yeah. like eat 15 egg rolls. I'm uh, like, "Are you happy now? I'm gonna die." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I go. Uh, we, there, we have a Chinese buffet in my town called uh, Mandarin House. That anytime my mom uh, had like book club or you know something going on, that was the thing. Me and my dad would go to Mandarin House. Aww. Every single time I've ever eaten at a Chinese place with my dad, uh-huh. he asks me the same question, which is they you know they take the drink order and they're like, okay, you can go hit the buffet, and I get a plate and I start loading up with food. Uh-huh. I bring it back to the table. My dad always goes for the hot and sour soup and then brings it back to the table. And from ages like before I can remember, before I had a, a subconscious to now, uh-huh. we would sit down and he would start eating his you know eating the soup, uh-huh. and then he would always go, "You ever get the soup here?" <laughs> Every goddamn time. My dad used to start with you ever, the soup. You too. ever get the soup here? And I'm like, Father, no. You've been asking me this question since the Clinton administration. 
And the answer remains the same. No, I go straight for the shit. No, I don't get the soup here. It's I don't like, get the egg like drop. Star- it's like starting with salad. That's where they get you. Well, the thing is, like, he's not wrong. I mean, like, I I would get the soup here, but it's just bizarre that he asked me the same question every single Chinese buffet for twenty five years. I mean, like, was he kidding? I don't think he. I. I don't I don't know my dad like, like would he fuck with you that way like, yeah <laughs> I think when I finally said something to him about it around like eighth grade I was finally like dad no what <laughs> I think at one point I even like said it with him you know like I sat down and like I timed it to I knew he was gonna ask and I go you ever get the soup here you know because I knew what he was gonna do but no my my dad uh he is the he's the kind of perfect example of like what what fatherhood is about which is uh weirding your kids out and uh, uh especially embarrassing them in front of their Aww. friends kind of a thing that's awesome. but in a fun way you know and now in hindsight i think about a lot of the stuff that my dad did where i'm like yeah, that's exactly what i would have done you know <laughs> if i was being a little shit like that of course i would do that you know um but uh yeah he's uh yeah he, he you know my classic dad story where uh, thanksgiving okay. you know parents very cheap uh so we decide oh they they've got one of those uh things where if you go and listen to the pitch about the timeshare yeah they'll put you up in the hampton inn for free uh-huh. all you got to do is listen to the pitch about the timeshare you don't have to buy the timeshare it's like a three-hour speech it's like a three-hour speech and my parents the whole way down to the beach were just like <laughs> ah these fucking idiots <laughs> we're gonna go to their stupid speech and then they're paying for us to be there for a whole weekend and of course it's thanksgiving so it's like low season so we're going down to the beach at thanksgiving and uh in the Gulf of Mexico, it's it's usually, you know, it's chilly, but it's warm enough to still kind of, like, get out in the ocean and stuff a uh-huh. little bit. And uh, we're out there uh, swimming, and uh, my dad had a little, like, minnow, like a little fish, swim into his pocket. And he, like, grabs it from, like, the underside of his swimsuit, and he's just like, oh, hey. And he's been drink- <laughs> he was kind of drunk, too. So he's like, there's a goddamn fish in my pocket. And he like pulls it out and he finally gets it out. And he shows it to me. He's like, look, there's a fish swimming in my pocket. I'm like, oh, that's weird, dad. And he just goes, ah! and he bit the head off like Ozzy Osbourne. And just went, Pfft. and I was wow. like, I was like, did you just do that to freak me out? <laughs> like, you know, so stuff like that. He's, yeah, yeah he's a wild man. And uh, epilogue to that story. Uh, oh, these fucking idiots. They can do the speech. Yeah, we're just going to sit there. We're not buying shit. And then I'm sitting in the hotel room the next day and they pop in like, we got a timeshare, and so they, they, <laughs> they did it. They got them, uh, and they still have it. And oh, yeah, my mom, my mom and dad were making their wills out uh, a couple uh, years ago. My mom was like, "Do you want the timeshare?" I was like, "No, <laughs> I'm not going to be in Gulf Shores, Alabama, for one specific weekend a year yeah. or whatever it is." Although at this point they've had it. I mean, that was like 2001, so they've had it long enough to where they actually have you know done the thing that no one does which is stay with it and they've got a bunch of weekends and yeah, shit like that yeah, with the, it so the good weekends yeah yeah, yeah. Interesting. so i don't know <laughs> so um so the last time i was here you gave you gave anna a thing of pickles. oh the pickles so, yeah so how are the pickles we haven't opened them yet oh shit okay yeah, i know and i'm just like we need to open the pickles and she's like well we have to get something to eat them with and i'm like well what could we eat with them like let's think about it like i want to eat these they're sitting in the rolly cabinet that we have and yeah I, I look at them every day and i'm like i want to eat those pickles all right you just yeah, pop them in a sandwich i know yeah I know, any I know. old sandwich they'll, they'll... well we're, we're in poverty mode right now so uh, okay you know. <laughs> uh, okay gotcha uh, um 
but uh so what else like like what got you into that oh uh dad dad is a dad has the big garden yeah uh, he's always been a been a big garden guy my mom is my mom is a gardener too yeah. um and uh yeah you know my my grandfather when he died there were there were like figs that were pickled and or you know were were put into a jar were preserved i guess in like the 70s in oh, shit. there so like you know it's it's you know i think it's it's part of that uh it's like well i grew it you know it's gonna go bad if it's just in the fridge so <laughs> might as well pickle the thing yeah there you go or there preserve you go. it so yeah and obviously we had to throw away a lot of uh, old disgusting jars of of things that were uh i was like well this is probably vinegar by now so yeah. we'll get rid of this we didn't actually open it but um yeah so uh, i think that just just runs in the family my my grandfather uh he was he grew up in a, a crazy small town like less than 100 people called Macedonia Alabama wow and then uh got drafted into the navy for world war 2 or i guess joined the navy and then moved up to new york city met my grandmother and then went off to the pacific and then the whole time just like corresponded her with her throughout the war comes back to new york city they get married he joins the new york police department he's a beat cop in staten island until i think 67 or 68 wow and then a couple years later he gets his father's land down in woodland alabama and moves down with my dad who moved to um moved from staten island to a town of less than 200 people uh when he was in i think fifth or sixth grade oh god something like that but uh, and so now, you know, the, the farm that they used to have in Woodland was nine, 95 acre cattle farm, uh, but they had this huge garden. So wow. a lot of my earliest memories as a kid are, you know, kind of my, like my grandmother would give us, give all the cousins uh, one of those big Folgers coffee cans. Uh-huh. And she would go, all right, if you go out and fill these with blackberries, I'll make you a, I'll make you a cobbler tonight. So we would all go and of course, blackberries, thorns galore. Oh. So my cousins and I would just get slashed to bits, like it, oh, going no. through these, like picking blackberries, <laughs> but we loved it. We didn't give a shit, you know? And, uh, and yeah, we fill up these coffee cans with blackberries. Uh, of course, you know, in the garden, they had string beans and they had squash and, and eggplants and all that stuff. So oh. I, I've, I've always just been kind of, you know, interested in that sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, and then finally, when I moved, moved out here, I decided last summer, uh-huh. I, I had a little bit of a uh, little bit of money laying around. I was like, I'm gonna get some big ass planters and start planting some vegetables and uh-huh. my cucumbers just exploded. So that's, that's where I got all the, that's where I started. I was like, well, I'm gonna have to make some pickles. So I'm a, I'm a big cucumber fan. Uh, my mom, well, my bachi used to make, my mom makes it and I make it a uh, cucumber salad. Oh, like, sure. Yeah. Uh, cucumbers, onions, sour cream and vinegar. Oh and yeah. Pepper. That's, and that's it. You that's, just put it in the fridge, let it chill. That's like such a 50, 50s recipe i love it and it goes with everything Uh which is the best part yeah yeah you know and i'm polish so everything goes with sour cream sure sure um yeah no that's that's some that's some good shit (laughs) last summer uh i it, it, well, last spring, I was like, you know what? I was living in this house. I had, we had this great backyard. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna buy some Home Depot buckets and I'm gonna plant some stuff. Yeah. Uh, my one tomato plant never did. It just died. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. And then I, but I had a cherry tomato plant, and it just grew out of control. Right. But right. I had to move in August, and it was just starting to make cherry like the, yeah you know yeah. they were all just finally starting to come up so i gave it to my friend jonathan and i was like listen just can because i don't have that space in the new place i was moving to and i was like listen here you take care of my plant like yeah water it twice a day water it before you leave yeah yeah and water it when you come home from work yeah i'm like you're gonna have cherry tomatoes out the ass and yeah he's yeah. like great great yeah, yeah. 
So like, I don't hear from him for a little bit. And I would send him a message and I was like, yo, how's my plant? He's like, dead. I'm like, uh, asshole. And he yeah, was like, yeah. oh, well, you know, I, you know, I just, I didn't get to, I'm like, did you turn it? You had to turn it. And he was just like, no. And I'm like, oh man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Totally killed it. And I didn't, I got like four cherry tomatoes out of it. Oh, I was like, bummer. damn it. Yeah. Yeah. We, I, I, the tomatoes did pretty good. My eggplants did real good. Uh, fuck squash. I'm done with squash. I squash can. I love I love a squash, but mine kept dying, so I'm like, ah, it's taking up room. And they're huge. <laughs> the plants are the squash plants are massive uh-huh. for them them to just keep the actual squashes to keep dying. I was like, well, this is not worth the the patio <laughs> space, so I'm gonna stick to yeah, cucumbers, tomatoes, eggplants, and uh, snap peas. Oh, snap peas! Snap peas did real good. Nice. And those I don't even cook those. I just eat them directly off of the because yeah. <laughs> they're great. I was, <laughs> Sh- sugar I was, snaps. I was doing that with the cherry tomatoes. I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna. T-. And as I'm like standing out there talking to people, I'm just like popping them in my mouth. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh well, there goes that. I grew uh, grew some basil. I did my did some pesto. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I got I got quite a bit out of the uh, out of the old garden there. Nice, nice. So, so what do you like to cook with this stuff? Uh, well, you know, I made the with, with the pesto. Did some did some paninis and you mm-hmm. know that kind of thing. Did some uh-huh. get some uh, get some prosciutto and some nice mozzarella and did uh, did my own little uh, little paninis and stuff with with nice. the nice pesto on top uh the eggplants uh i did a fr- I, you know i fried up the eggplants mm-hmm. and then did a nice like eggplant parmesan sandwich nice yeah so uh nice. not not a straight up eggplant parmesan although i guess i'm gonna do that i'm gonna try to do that next time uh-huh. but i just made i just made the little you know almost like a little veal cutlets but they yeah. were they were uh, uh eggplant i feel like that's the best way to make it i don't like a thick cut eggplant fried like that because it, it gets mushy there's no way to keep it from getting mushy like that so yeah. like the thinner it is it, it's a nice crisper you know even even when you lay it out with the salt like and to draw out the moisture it's still if it's too thick it just it's just mush yeah it's gross yeah um but yeah i did that uh, a lot of blts a lot, lot of blts with the tomatoes there obviously nice. um which nothing you know nothing beats it yeah you honestly like i this sounds I don't know if this sounds snobby or sounds uh, country as hell, but I'm like, dude, once you got them real ass tomatoes, you can't do them grocery store tomatoes anymore. <laughs> no, it's true. You can't because no. they don't taste. They're like fucking wrong. You know, have once you. you <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever had a Jersey tomato? Maybe. I don't they're, know. They're a specific tomato that they grow in New Jersey. Oh, okay. And they are like, once you have one of those. Yeah, yeah. Other tomatoes are just kind of like. Kmart tomatoes. Oh, I, yeah. I I grew some yellow tomatoes over the summer that were really good. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot what they were called, like Yellow Princess or something like that. They were, oh, oh my god, they were delightful. Uh, but yeah, and for, for fried green tomatoes, obviously. Yeah, it, yeah. That's a that's a big that's another big thing that uh, people are like, what? <laughs> but it's a movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! I'll tell you this because uh, I didn't I didn't grow these because I don't have a field, but uh, I do like them. Uh, peanuts. Uh, oh. Have you ever had boiled peanuts? I've heard about boiled peanuts. That's that's yeah. we we got to get you some boiled peanuts. My my <laughs> uh, my favorite uh, thing. So we used to run a show here in in L. A. In the uh, we did a backyard show called Yellowhammered, uh-huh. and it was me and uh, Wes Van Horn, who is uh, lives in Birmingham now. Uh, and Joe Rains, who is another comedian who lives here, uh-huh. and we're all Wes and Joe are Birmingham guys. I'm from Auburn. We all knew each other from the Alabama comedy scene before we moved out here. Uh-huh. And uh, they used to live in the worst apartment in the world. Uh-huh. In uh, it was in MacArthur Park, uh-huh. and it was was it by Langers? It was a triplex. It was right near Langers, actually, and it mm-hmm. was a uh, it was a triplex, and 
they lived upstairs. Their next door neighbor was a tow truck driver uh, who had a stalker. Uh, oh. His name was Jesse. And there was this woman who would just stand outside and just be like, Jesse, give me my clothes, Jesse. And would just scream at her, uh, scream up at him all the time. And he would you know, throw the window open. My favorite Jesse story was he uh, he was just like, he's like, yo, fuck you, bro. <laughs> he said, yo, fuck you, bro, to a woman who was seeking his affection. Wow. And then the downstairs neighbors were about, there was about 40 people living in the downstairs apartment, which was way, you know, the, it was like a full house, right? Uh-huh. And then they had this huge backyard. So we used to do this backyard comedy show and sort of the, we'd get these incredible lineups, you know, like cool. we, we'd have... It'd be like, you know, Kyle Kinane and James Adomi and Jackie Cation, like just these like ridiculous lineups. And then we would cook like a thing for the audience, because if you don't know this in L.A., people don't go to comedy shows. So you have to like do something else. So we we were like, I don't know, we'll make food. And we'd all worked in, in, you know, kitchens and stuff like that. So we were fairly adept at it. And uh, I would always make uh, boiled peanuts and uh, give them out, you know, before the show. And introduced them to quite a few people, because most that that is a very specific thing to like northern florida alabama a little bit into georgia and mississippi and a little bit into louisiana like those those areas like what they call the deep south they fuck we fuck with boiled peanuts but that is not you go to like you know hoity-toity parts of atlanta and they're like what so what? i don't get it like you just boil them so the recipe is very simple you go to go to ralph's go to kroger wherever get uh raw peanuts in the shell in the shell not uh, roasted but raw uh, and I always get two bags because that'll fit in a crock pot put them in a crock pot you put in exactly a fourth of a cup of salt anything more it's too fucking salty anything less not salty enough exactly that much pour that shit in there fill the water up till it covers the peanuts if you want to do Cajun style I'll add in like three four tablespoons of uh, Tony Sacheries to make them them spicy uh-huh. um, but if you like them just you know plain whatever put them in the crock pot for like eight hours and uh, the water just via osmosis will slowly leach into the peanut shells and boil them in the shell. Uh, and then you get them and it doesn't taste like a peanut. Like it tastes like something completely different. Uh, I can't even really describe the, the taste so much. It's it's huh. just great. Uh, and okay. Especially if you got like football game or, you know, something something communal that you're doing and you just need like a you know something everybody can kind of munch on boiled peanuts are delicious and uh but chances are your your party guests will have never had them before and that was what we found out to be the case with yellow hammered because we would you know people would be like what is this i'm like it's a boiled peanut just try it they're like okay and you know you obviously have to crack the shell and eat the peanut inside the shell my friend george uh george coffee a very funny comic he's from massachusetts george uh his field of study was uh, computer engineering. Uh-huh. And uh, I say all this to say that George is a smart guy, but uh, we're at Yellowhammered. He comes up to me and he goes, uh, he's like, Hey man, these, uh, these, these peanuts aren't, uh, aren't cooked all the way. I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, they are. I've, I've had a bunch of them. They're good. He's like, he's like, yeah, the shells are still, the shells aren't soft. And I was like, Oh, you don't eat the shell, darling. Like, what are you doing? Oh, no. And he's like, oh, I already ate like seven of them with the shells. I was like, oh, what the fuck? It's still a peanut, George. You eat it like a peanut. Jesus. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, uh, and and then cut to, uh, we were going to do a low country boil, which is, uh, uh-huh. well, you know, what they call in uh, uh, like the South Carolina where they basically put, uh, you know, uh, bay seasoning and corn, sausage, potatoes, and then 
seafood of choice, typically shrimp or crawfish in a big pot. And then you boil all the shit together for an hour. Um, we were going to do a low country boil and we were trying to figure out like, Oh, do we want to do crawfish? or We don't want to do shrimp. Uh-huh. And I'm just sitting there like, these motherfuckers can't figure out peanuts. I don't think they're going to be able to figure out the intricacies of uh, deshelling a crawfish. We should probably go with shrimp. Yeah, she got to like, you rip off the head and you need to suck out the head. Yeah, well, you eat the know? tail. That's the main thing you yeah. eat. And then if you're, you know, if you're a freak from Louisiana, then yeah, you you you, you suck out the brains too. But uh, I'm. I'm I'm I just tend to tend to go towards that uh that tail meat there personally but that's just me um but yeah we, we ended up doing the uh the low country boil with the shrimp and sure enough a couple of people were like no it's still shell on this and you're like it's boiled shrimp you boil it in the shell what you know so well, seriously yeah wow <laughs> yeah so there, there were people being like well this is, there's still shell on this and you're like oh. you just you just just take the legs and you yeah, just yeah, yeah. yeah 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 well like, we took the legs off too we made it easy so you could literally just get a finger under that shell and rip it off oh. but no no people wow yeah, they, yeah that was a big thing that my parents uh there used to be a seafood place by my house when i was a kid and sometimes on fridays they would just buy like three pounds of pick and peel shrimp oh sure and yeah would just like get the tray tables out and watch like the flyers game and just like oh yeah you know the best eat eat the shrimp and uh when i hear people that they have like they don't know what to do with that and i'm like i don't understand we just take the leg you just rip it right <laughs> off and you're yeah. rip right out and they're like oh yeah yeah just i yeah 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 i wish i would have known you were going to philly because i would have told you to try the scrabble oh yeah yeah my buddy i have a friend uh from rehoboth delaware Corey chun he's a good close friend of mine who would uh-huh. always tell us about scrapple and we're just like it doesn't sound real. It sounds like you're making this up. No, no. He's totally not making it up. And you will either love it or you hate it. I don't really like it. I don't like the splice blend. Uh-huh. Um, but people like it either. It's like a loaf. You cut it either real thick or yep. real thin. And people have very strong opinions. Cook it on, on a skillet, right? Yeah. 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 And well, you you dredge it in a little flour and then you throw it, you know, on the in a skillet or on a flat top or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you bloop, bloop. And like it, when I do eat it, I like it more like crispy. Uh-huh. Um, but some people like it more mushy. There's that and pork roll. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. A uh, great uh, song by Ween. Yeah. Pork, pork roll, egg, and cheese. Oh, yes. Yeah. Pork roll, egg, and cheese is my jam. It's one of the first songs I learned how to play on guitar. You can get that. You can get that <laughs> at any food truck. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, in the city, anywhere. Uh, they have it at any, any any diner, any restaurant that has breakfast, pork roll, egg, and cheese. Like, yeah. It's so good with ketchup. So oh good. sure, it's yeah. like the saltiest of breakfast. Like <laughs> it looks like Canadian bacon. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, it is just the saltiest, but it's just so good because it's so balanced with the cheese and the egg. And then you get it on like a nice soft Kaiser roll, which you can't get out here. Which yeah, I yeah. Don't understand why that is because it's like the best kind of roll. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like just nice and soft, and it just. It Do you know that song? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. Oh yeah, Mama, if you please pass me the pork roll, egg, and cheese, yes. if you please, yeah. on a Kaiser bun. Yeah, that song. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I was listening to that uh, in Alabama when I was a kid, just being like, "What the fuck is a pork roll, egg, and cheese?" Uh, so yeah, yeah it's but so, now I know. It's so good, and you know, it's funny. I hadn't had it for years and years and years for I don't know whatever reason, and then I went to I went to Disney World with my cousin Tim and his family, and uh, they're they they have that vacation club thing, so uh-huh. like they're where we stay they have, we have like a kitchen and stuff yeah and yeah. they they just go to walmart and buy all this food and to cut down on the money that they're spending yeah on, in the park yep and um uh his wife Kristen, who's like a sweetheart she like made all this pork roll and it was just like sitting out and she's like you want some pork roll and i'm like i haven't had that in years and she was like 
okay. And then they went nah. out to do something and I was like kind of hovering and I tried some and I was like, I forgot I love this. And then I yeah, ate the rest yeah. of it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so good. She's like, I thought you didn't like it. I'm like, I just forgot. I just, I just forgot. My mom doesn't really make it all that often. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So, it, all right. So let's let's get gotta. I think we gotta wrap this up a little bit. Um. So so what like what are your like three favorite things to eat here in L. A. Oh, in L. A. Oh, uh, very easy. Uh, the tacos. Uh, from anywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, I have uh, very similar to my uh, snobbiness about fried chicken. I think I've lived here long enough to be a snob about Mexican food. And uh, honestly, coming from where I come from, uh, in Alabama, the best mexican restaurant in alabama does not compare to a random food, food truck. truck on the streets and it's funny is like the food trucks to hear like i've actually been standing in line with people who are like waiting to get their food and they ask their friend like like oh do you want anything and people are just be like no nah, i don't fuck with that because there's this stigma of like oh the roach coach like oh it's this like these really dirty things i'm like oh you you sweet summer child these are the best fucking (laughs) restaurants they're so good but yeah i mean la tacos you you can you can hear about it i can talk about it till i'm blue in the face but but if you haven't been out here and had it just go to a random taco truck Get a get the carnitas, get the pastor, get whatever. Pastor. My yeah. friend Jen took me to my first Leo's Tacos truck. Uh huh. To get the pastor, you there's know. There's one. So the oh, the, so the pastor. All right. So there's a there's a stand, not a truck. There's a the brick and mortar called Tacos Al Pastor on the on the corner of Santa Monica and Kingsley, right down the street. Their pastor is the best pastor, but there's a food truck that's always in front of the mobile station right across the Vermont here ah. on Vermont Melrose. The the one in front of the Virgil is dope. I mean, it, it, you oh, know. Oh, I ate the one in front of the Virgil. The one in front of the Virgil yeah. is, is is awesome. Their chorizo isn't so good. But yeah, the tacos here, I mean, <laughs> like I said, you, you go talk about it till you're blue in the face. But once you come to L.A., like I have my friend Sean, uh, he's uh, we grew up together in Alabama. We were in Boy Scouts together. One of my best friends. <laughs> Lived in Atlanta for years. Uh-huh. And now he's up in Milwaukee, actually actually but uh he came out to visit me and uh-huh. it was his first time in la and uh sean's an artist so we went to all the art museums and stuff like that and then we kind of went out we were having fun and uh and i was like and we drove by the taco place i was like man i'm gonna get like a couple tacos and we just got three pastor tacos with just onions cilantro squeeze the lime juice on there and sean is eating it and he was a little high but he goes uh this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah, <laughs> and he was so, so serious. Good. It's so good. So that is that is unfuckwithable. The Mexican food situation out here is so goddamn good. It's yeah. just and it's cheap too. You can get a California burrito, which is the size of your head for like yeah. eight dollars, you yeah. know. Uh you eat it for like three days. Totally. Um the second best thing here, Korean barbecue. I still have not had the Korean barbecue. Whoa, out here. what? Oh man, I got I I'll give you my my list of uh the best places parks. Uh, the thing with Korean barbecue is you want to go with a group because you kind of order as fan. It's family style. Yeah, so yeah. you, uh, you know, like, uh, the place I like there's parks, there's uh Suwon Galbi, which is right across the street. Um, the best way to go is to get like combo a and combo a would be like, you know, three, four different meats. Oh. Uh, the, the grill is in the middle of the table, similar to a teriyaki, but it's a charcoal grill instead of a flat grill. And they just come out. They're like, all right, this is the short rib. <laughs> And they'll throw it on the grill and then when it's you know when you think it looks good you eat it and they give you the kimchi they give you all the stuff um and uh you know there'll be it'll be you know whatever like 
$120, but it's for all like, you know, six, six, seven people at the table. So it ends up being fairly, fairly inexpensive. And just one of those, one of those meals that's transcendently great, but also you have to kind of get in a wheelchair and have someone roll you back to your house because you can't really do much (laughs) after. Um, And that was kind of a revelation for me because I I had never, I'd never fucked with Korean barbecue. I I never had access to it until I got here. And what's funny is now, uh, so my hometown, uh, 15 minutes to the west is, uh, or sorry, 15 minutes to the east is a Kia plant that's opened up since I've left. Huh. And then about about 50 miles to the to the west is a Hyundai plant. Oh. And all of the Korean executives that, that work at those two, you know, because Hyundai and Kia are two of the biggest Korean companies, Auburn, where I'm from, has the best school system. So, And it's a public school system. So, like, Auburn city schools are usually usually in the top 20 nationwide for public schools. So which says something about Alabama. Oh yeah. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, and so all of the, the executives from Kia all live in Auburn and just commute to either Columbus or, or West Point or, or Montgomery. Sure. And, uh, all of their, wives brothers relatives have all opened up korean restaurants oh nice so now there's all this dope korean food in my hometown too that's like pretty much just as good as it is down there on wilshire and vermont and uh and yeah so when i go home now me and my dad will go get all you can eat korean barbecue and i got my dad into it um so yeah i go number one tacos number two korean barbecue number three um i don't know that's kind of a tough one it's gonna be a hot Asian soup of some of some description, be it ramen or pho. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really good pho place uh, down the street at Western and uh, Santa Monica ish that area. Um, it's uh, pho 2000. Okay, that place is really good. Uh, Noho pho uh, uh, in North Hollywood, uh, insanely good pho. And then uh, this is the one that's there's always a giant line for this place. Uh, Silver Lake Ramen. Yeah, well, it's Silver Lake. Yeah, yeah, it's Silver Lake. So, but here's the little secret, right? So, uh, Silver Lake Ramen just opened up a new location in Santa Monica on the Promenade. Oh, and the Promenade, no one knows it's there. So you can actually get the Silver Lake Ramen with no line if you go to Santa Monica. I think most people's uh, most people are kind of like pissy about the the wait for Silver Lake Ramen, but no wait. Oh, it's great. Interesting. And I. And throw in one honorable mention there for uh, the Thai food out here, which is just the Thai food tremendous. out here is fucking great. Uh, Night Night Market Song uh, being kind of the famous one, and then um, I even like uh, there's a place on Hollywood and like basically Hollywood in the 101 underneath a storage f- self storage facility called Palms. Really, Palms. Uh, the Thai food is great. The main attraction there though is they have uh, throughout the week there is a woman who just it's a one person karaoke situation uh-huh. where it's not open to the public. It's just this lady just stands up there and sings karaoke songs. <laughs> and she's like a decent singer, I guess. So she's <laughs> kind of putting on a show. The real shit though, Saturday and Sunday nights at Palms, they have a Thai Elvis impersonator. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. He's like four foot 10. <laughs> I don't think he speaks a lick of English, but he can sing every fucking note of love me tender. And he does the full Elvis. He's got the jumpsuit. He's got the scarves. He like hits on the women in the front row. People are going nuts. And then you're just sitting there eating the, the lemongrass soup and the, and, and the good, uh, you know, the, uh, the food. And it's, it's an experience. It's, it's really an experience. I think my night market song, their food is slightly better, but palms, Boy, they got the show. Wow. So, and it's all Hollywood, right. so it's all about the show. Oh, yeah. If you're not people watching in Hollywood, you're just not trying. Yeah. And a yeah. Ty Elvis impersonator is one of one of the best things I've ever seen. So that, that wow. would be my list. Wow. All right. There you go. All right. And top 
top number one thing you like to cook? Oh, that I like to cook. Uh, mm, I'm going to say fried chicken. That's probably my that's yeah. my specialty. I've yeah. got uh, my buddy Tim Limbrick, uh, who does a, a cooking show called Chaffed. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, there's a there's a video of me uh, making fried chicken on that. It's on the, you can find on the YouTube. If you there just you look go. up my name and fried chicken, you can uh, find it pretty <laughs> easy. Uh, and uh, I've got my recipes out there. Actually, if you tweet at me, I'll uh, I'll, I'll give you my uh, my recipe. I've got a uh, recipe for uh, sweet tea pickle brine fried chicken, wow. uh, which is... Uh, which sounds weird and gross, but no, is, it's, it's the way to go. What, what do you think about Korean fried chicken? Oh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky 77 right up the street is really good. There's uh-huh. that, that wing place that everybody goes to that the Korean mafia eats at sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know it's good because there's guys in there like, oh, they just came from killing a man. There's <laughs> So the food has to be good or they'll fucking murder the chef. Yeah. So they, when the Korean mafia is eating there, you know, you know it's, it's a good, good spot. Yeah. Um, my, uh, there's a place in Philly called Federal Donuts. Uh-huh. Well, there's a bunch of them. And it's a donut place. They make like cake style donuts. Yeah. Uh, but I they heard al- of that. But they also make Korean style fried chicken. No shit. And okay. it is fucking good. Ooh. And they finally started making a chicken sandwich with it. And oh, it, it nice, is nice. The best. It's it's like a potato roll. Yeah. It's a, ch- a big giant chicken breast. You know, Korean style. You know. Yeah. Like, with the breading. Um, and like a like a hot sauce, but not like a but not like dipped in it. It's it's like a it's like a mayo type hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. And then like two pickles. Oh, and, perfect. And, and uh, I don't remember if there's cheese on it or not. Um, I think you could order with or without, maybe. Yeah, sure. Best chicken sandwich I've ever Damn. had. Just mwah. wow. And like that's on my list of things I need to eat when I go back there. Like their donuts are amazing. Yeah. And then they switch them out. They have three kinds that they always have. And then they have like special six specialties that they change up every day. Yeah. Um, but that chicken is just crazy. It's owned by the guy that owns, uh, that runs Zahav, uh, that was uh, voted a uh, number one restaurant in the country. It's an Israeli restaurant. Oh shit. Okay. And it is that, that place is crazy. Damn. Okay. Um, but he owns a bunch of other shit, but like federal donuts, that chicken is just like, yeah. Yeah. Have you been uh, to the Prince? No, that's the one you check out here. It's a it's in a bunch of episodes of Mad Men and uh-huh. the new girl. It's like a uh, it's a bar at the basement of what is now an apartment building, like kind of a seedy apartment building. But uh-huh. at one time was a nice hotel oh. and they've preserved the bar and it's got the red kind of velveteen wallpaper and the round wooden booths and stuff. It just looks like you oh. just stepped into the 1920s. But oh, they, like, is it like Coles? Coles is like that. Yeah, so yeah, similar similar aesthetic to Coles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, very very similar aesthetic. But uh, yeah, and they've got they got the Korean fried chicken there, and they got kimchi pancakes, which are really Ooh, good too. That so, sounds good. Yeah, Man, I have not eaten lunch. Okay. I haven't either. I'm getting loopy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, why don't you tell the nice people at home where they can find you out on the internet? Yeah. So uh, you can check out my podcast. It's called The Goods from the Woods. It yeah. uh, comes to you every Tuesday and also on Thursday on Patreon.com/slash/TheGoodsPod, and that's where you can hear uh, the episode that we did with Nicole and Anna Valens. Venezuela about the film Point Break. Obviously, we're going to have Nicole on for a free episode soon. So get subscribed now and uh, all that stuff. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Rivers Langley. And uh, yeah, I think think that's it. Yeah, hit me up if you want that fried chicken recipe. I'll be happy to give it out. Hit him up. Hit him up. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. All right. And that, my friends, was Rivers Langley. And thanks again, Rivers, for sitting down and chatting with me. You check out his podcast, Goods from the Woods. It is so much fun. It's so much fun. You really just got to check it out. Um, and uh, don't forget that our podcast here is sponsored by Ha Ha Hot Sauce. H-A-H-A HotSauce.com. Made with the legendary Carolina Reaper Pepper. I'm telling you, it's good stuff. It's 10 bucks. Dave will send it right to you. It's, it, is, it is 
it's great on everything. It's so good. It's so good. We go through bottles so quickly at my apartment. It's ridiculous. Anyway, if you are into stand-up comedy, uh, myself and Jimmy Calloway are running a uh, Zoom stand-up show that's Saturday on the 20th. Uh, we're running a stand-up comedy show. All proceeds are going to go to Act Blue to benefit Black Lives Matter charities. We have uh, Blake Wexler. We have Anna Valenzuela. We have Aaron Naylor. We have Rachel Fogletto. Four amazing comics. Uh, it's a pay what you'd like. If you're interested in uh, a ticket, hit me up on any of the ways that you can get a hold of me. Or you can email me at yatesyfoodblog at gmail.com. That's Y-A-T-E-S-Y foodblog at gmail.com. It's going to be a great time. We hope to raise a lot of money. So tell a friend. Uh, I also want to tell you about uh, a new podcast that I'm going to be doing with Anna Valenzuela and Stuart Thompson called Stew to the Simpsons. Basically, Stuart Thompson has never seen The Simpsons. He wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid. So we are going through the episodes and seeing them through his eyes. And we're recording now, so keep an eye out for our pilot episode, which should be popping up soon. And please don't forget to rate and review and tell a friend about the Did You Eat podcast. You know, we're having a lot of fun here, but, like, we'd love more people to, like, know about it. So give me a holler uh, through the Instagram page. Uh, digia underscore eat or uh, on Twitter digia underscore eat and hey did you eat